0: We're only here for so long. What are you going to do with your time? You just got to live, laugh, love. Exactly. That's
1: (laughs) You just got to live, laugh, love. (laughs) They put it on a piece of reclaimed plywood for a
2: reason.
1: (laughs) Hi. Hi. I
0: haven't
1: seen you in so long. I know. I haven't seen you in forever. It's been so long. I know. What a time. What a time. Yeah. How are you Five doing? Time. I'm okay. Yeah. I was not great this morning. Today's been weird. I don't know if it's because I was like nervous about doing the podcast. Yeah. Sorry. Um, but I also just woke up like so heavy, you know? And yeah. and it's funny, like, I don't, I don't have any frame of reference for this kind of thing. And I know no one does until, like, you are there, right? Yeah. I've certainly lost people. I've lost people I'm close with. Um, but... This has been, um, like wholly surreal. Yeah. And, um, and I think also coupled with just the, all the circumstances around it and like how fast it was and that I was like in fucking Sweden, you know, drop to drop my kid off you know guys I just I'll just back up like a little bit just because I don't know I don't fucking know I don't know how to do this I don't know how anyone does anything I guess at this point I'm not kidding I really don't know how anyone like just walks around in the world um but I was trying to I mean for the do you know my so (laughs) oh my gosh Am I doing am I nailing it? Am I nailing, You're nailing a, Casey, it? I'm nailing it. So um I'm not supposed to talk about projects I'm involved in. <laughs> but I just The first week of March, I started working and <laughs> That was when Birdie fainted and had a seizure. Right, right. Had to be taken to the ER. And then two days later, yeah, my my best friend since I was 14, Kate, her husband called me. And, you know, when she was at her. And I just, I think I've shared a little bit of this. What?
0: We had just seen
1: her. Yes, she was at our show in New Jersey. We had just seen her. And I had asked her if she wanted any wine. And she said no, because her stomach had been hurting her. And the doctors that she'd been going to since November. When was our show? February? February. She like went to a doc- she went to doctors um for her stomach pains. They told her to eat more fiber. No one ordered a colonoscopy or did an MRI or they told her to change her diet. She went to another doctor and they were like, have you tried eliminating dairy? Don't drink alcohol. This is my friend who's been like vegan anyway. So Larry called me because they went to the ER because the pain was so bad that Wednesday in March and Um, And she had a massive tumor that they already knew just from the MRI, which, by the way, he had to fight to even get. Um, And she had surgery. They removed half of her colon. And I, like, said a couple times to her and I said to her husband and I said to Chrissy our other friend like I just wish she had gotten a break once like one yeah. fucking break but like the first surgery had a an issue so she ended up having to be in the hospital for weeks and weeks and weeks and like have another surgery it just was an escalation and the kind of cancer that she had wasn't necessarily colon cancer presented in the colon. Anyway, it is rare and it's aggressive and it didn't respond to the chemotherapy at all. Yeah. And then she was, they, they said she was a candidate for this targeted cancer therapy therapy. And I think I talked about that a little bit on the podcast a couple months ago. And she started that in late June. But, like, she got, like, an infection in her port at one point. Like, she's, you know, she got a blood clot. And, like, it's just, like, her body, like, she just kept having these, like, like, when I say she just couldn't get a fucking break. Like, she just couldn't get a fucking break. And... I feel really lucky that I have been so close and um, because they live in New Jersey and I've been right. able to go there. I would have liked to have gone more, but like, you know, it's hard with kids and your life and family. And I remember Bernie and I getting into a fight once about it and she was like, I'm leaving for school. And I was like, My best friend just really sick bird. And she's like, she's not going to die, mom. And I was like, oh, honey, she might. She might. She could. She did. Yeah. (sighs) So fucking stupid. I hate it so much. I really hate this so much. (laughs) And I know she would be like, this is busy. Come on. Get the fuck together. (laughs) (laughs) um, But the day we were leaving for Sweden. (laughs) The day we were leaving for Sweden. uh, I was in the bathroom trying to like put together toiletries. Seven bags. Also, I don't know. Doing like a... (sighs) 10 day family vacation with your ex husband <laughs> and your children. Um, it was, a, there was a lot happening. There's a lot going yeah. on, you know? Yeah. Ugh. Sorry, I'm really not doing great today. I'm really not doing great today. I'm sorry. It's okay. Grief is very strange. Mm-hmm. It's a strange thing. Yeah. Anyway. The week, like the week, before, I, we had gotten back from, I had flown back, you know, we were in LA for the summer and, or for most of the summer. And I like had come back to see Kate once. And then it's just funny, like, I know you feel this way and I know like you had to deal with it. Like there is so much um, of just like when something like this I don't know. What happens, and then you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, life does not stop at all. Obviously, we yeah. know this, you know. Yeah. But there's also just like, it really doesn't stop. Like, people, <laughs> you know, like people are just like, like, um, yeah, just really doesn't stop. Um,
0: I mean, it's it, here's the here's one thing that I keep thinking about in terms of you, and like in terms of myself too, is just that like it's very interesting when people feel like the like feel like your period of mourning is over like when other people feel it for you mm-hmm. and are like yeah. you should be able to get to that within like 3 days or something or you know and you're just like well i don't i don't know but then also like for myself you know um there were times when i did things i probably shouldn't have been doing like i literally worked on the day of my dad's funeral you know like i I had a show. I went to my dad's funeral, drove back to New York City, and worked that night. I'm sure I probably could have taken the night off. I know I could have, but it would have been my job to figure out how to cover the night. And, like, I couldn't do that. Like, I didn't have enough brain space to figure out how to get someone to cover for me. And I just decided at that moment, it's better to just do it myself and, like, just be a zombie moving through work than trying to, like, do this new thing where I get someone to cover for me. You know what I mean? I mean, I
1: fully do. I literally, yes. Yeah. I like, and, yes. you know,
0: I, I'm sure you've done it a million times over the past uh, couple of weeks. But, yeah, it, but it is just really interesting. I mean, I don't know. Did I talk about this on the podcast? Like, when my mom died... Uh, which we talk about a little bit with Bonnie Milligan, our guest, too. When my mom died, it was sudden. It was unexpected in a way because she wasn't, like, quote-unquote sick per se. Um, And, you know, the hospital called, the doctor called, and I was like, I literally just tested positive for COVID this morning. Like, what can I do? Can I like, you know, I can't get on a plane. And he was like, honestly, there's no rush, you know, like that, like she's gone, she died. And so there's no rush. And he was like, and and it's going to be a blizzard here today. So even if you could get on a plane, which you shouldn't, you know, it's bad weather, your plane might not even get here. So there's really like, there's, you know, there's no rush. That's what he kept saying. That being said... The donor, the organ and tissue donor bank, called me within 40 minutes. And I had to do, a like, an hour-long quiz about everything about my mom, about, like, whether she was depressed, whether she was— exercised, whether she smoked, whether she took drugs. And I had to say, I don't know so many times. And it just felt like a test that I was failing about how well I knew and loved my mom that it was so fucked up. (laughs) It was so so fucking weird. It was so fucked up. And Matt, like, thank God was sitting there next to me watching in horror as like an hour after I just found out that my mom died and I've been told there's no rush and you don't have to rush to make any decisions, I did have to rush into some things. I did have to send someone to pick her up and bring her to the tissue donation place because that's what she wanted and I wanted to do her wishes. But like the the amount of times I had to say, I don't know about a question they asked me about my own mom was like, it was weird, you know, and, um, and you did, I did have to rush and I couldn't just like turn it over to anyone else. There's no one else, even in my family that I could share the responsibility with, you know, there was like, it's just me. That's it. And so I know it's weird. I know it's weird. And like people getting in touch with you, like they just don't know. Like I said, you know, it was right before Christmas and people kept like, I'd have to call, like, a credit card company and be like, my mom passed away, I need to shut down her credit card. And they'd be like, oh, my God, so sorry. And then they'd be like, Merry Christmas at the end of the call. And I'd just be like, yeah, but it's true. Christmas is fucking in two days. Like, yes, the world doesn't change and doesn't stop because of what's going on with you. But it's hard because, you know... It's just hard to know when you're having a day where you can go forward and where you're having a day where you have to stand still. Yeah, but I've been happy to see you wearing the tiny beret. I feel like in celebration of
1: Kate. Of course, Stan was like, can "I just tell you, Kate loved that tiny beret on you so much. She filmed this video <laughs> of me. I don't think I ever posted. I didn't ever posted it, but she filmed this video of me." Wearing the tiny beret where she was like, where I was doing this like French, bad French accent. And <laughs> they, like, she could not stop laughing. Like, um, yeah. Um, like a weird fucking year, yeah. you know. Yeah. For both of us, you and me. Um, yeah. I don't know. There are so many things, you know. There are so many things. There's so many things to, like, say and know. And there's so much that's unfair about the world we live in. That continues. That, like, goes on. Yeah. You know? Kate is, like, just one of my favorite people of all time.
0: I know it's hard to... It's hard to talk about. One thing that I texted you, which I don't think you'll mind if I share, is that, you know, if you read Busy's book, you know that, like, during a really difficult time in your life, when you were young, Kate was there for you
2: uh,
1: during one of the hardest moments of your life, right? And... So, yes. I, like, yes. I That text was so nice. You can continue saying. I was just also... (laughs) I was just thinking because I wrote – I gave – I gave wrote and gave a eulogy at her service.
0: Yeah.
1: And I talked about that a little bit. I mean – but wait, just say what you said. Sorry.
0: No, no. I was just – what I said to you was that like – it's so hard. It's the worst thing. And it it. what you said is right on. It sucks and it's stupid. There's nothing more eloquent to say about losing someone. It sucks and it's the stupidest thing. It's the stupidest thing that could happen in life. It just, there's nothing, nothing wiser or more deep to say about it, in my opinion. But she got to be there for you. During or she was there for you during a really difficult and pivotal moment in your young life. And I am so happy that you got to be there to return the favor and just be there for her and, you know, for her family too, but mostly I'm thinking about her. And just from everything that you've said, like, it just sounds like... She was wise and wonderful throughout everything, you know, and it makes sense because she was the kind of kid that was there for you, you know, and uh, when you were a kid and when you needed it. And so it makes sense that you know, she's always
1: like, but that's the thing. Like, she's always been this. Fucking person that like does I don't even know how to describe it. Like, ugh. first of all, the fact that she looks exactly the same in pictures from our teen years until now is so weird. Everybody else <laughs> looks so different and she looks, yeah. she has always looked the same. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't think it's hyperbolic of me. To say that like she saved my little life and when I was 15, and like... and that her unconditional love of me like taught me how to be a friend and how to be a person that shows up for the people that you love because I never, I didn't even think I was like worth that, you know? And here's this like otherworldly person who like just loved me so much. Taught me like she's like, you know, I like learned how to be a per, I literally learned how to be a person from her, yeah, and um, how to be a mom, <clears throat> um, yeah, and it was, it is, I know, I know it's the um, I'm so grateful that I was there with her in the end, and it was. <laughs> me and her husband who, like, loves her so much. And, like, (laughs) I said to him, like, I am so sorry that it took this for me to understand what she knew after your first date. Yeah. Like, I was always like, really? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But he just has been... Incredible, it's weird, right? Like it's just like a it's like roller coaster isn't even right because a roller coaster would like indicate there's some fun or right, <laughs> like right. But, but it's it's wily. Like is grief is just wily. Like yeah. I remember like well like the oh wait talk about the I mean literally the morning she passed away and like I said it was me I mean I just said it was me and and her husband and I was like just holding her little hand and um, and then I was try- like he Larry had to go to the kids to go be with their kids you know and tell yeah. them and so I stayed with her for until the like funeral home could come which was yeah. like And at some point the nurse came to check in on me and I was okay because I talked to the rabbi and the rabbi was like, so you just say this. So this is like important. You say the Psalms. And I was like, okay. So I tried to to say them in Hebrew and my phonetic Hebrew sucks. And then I just was saying them in English, which I think is fine. And then at a certain point I was like, oh my God, I have to do interviews for baby bell. (sighs) Like I literally was like, I guess I got to do those interviews for baby. And the nurse was like, wait, what are you talking about? And I was like, wait, I think, how, what am I supposed to do? Like, I literally was like, do I just, should I do them? Like, I couldn't right. figure it out. Like I was right. like, like this brand deal I had and they were scheduled for that, like for like in like an hour or whatever. Right. And the nurse, these hospice nurses, by the way, um, if anyone is listening who is a hospice nurse, has been a hospice nurse, has family that's hospice. Like the true angels that walk the earth are these men and women. Yeah. Like really beautiful souls. And she just was so gentle with me. And she was like, you're going to need to cancel those interviews do you want me to help you? <laughs> and I was like, no, no, I have an assistant. I can text her. I can do that. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. Why don't you do that? <laughs> okay. But like that shit, like you're yeah. like, yeah, you went to work. Right. You're yeah. like, I guess I got to do this thing. I don't, I can't find somebody else to do it. Like, it, I don't know. We're all just walking around like broken hearts, you know, Everybody's got yeah. something. I know that. And there's been so many, like, beautiful moments, too. Of in course. these last, I mean, five months, but even, but in these last couple weeks. And her husband, like, called me today he, and told me something and, like, that had happened. And I was so grateful for it because I, like I said to you, I woke up this morning and I just felt like shit. And I was just, like, walking back here. Uh to do the podcast and I saw this thing on the like written on um with chalk on the side of a building that just says live love which is the joke that we had I posted this last night on my Instagram stories but like she knew that nothing was working yeah like they knew that in the beginning of August and so There wasn't anything else to be done. Yeah. And I went to New Jersey the day after Uh, they had, like, had the talk with the doctors. And we had, like, the best day. We went to an antique mall. I bought a bunch of handkerchiefs. <laughs> <laughs> she bought a table for their new house because, oh. yeah, like, literally they had bought... Like her dream house. Yeah. And we had lunch and we were just, <laughs> we were just like laughing because she was saying, like, the thing that she'd realized was that it's all just about love and laughing
2: <laughs> as yeah. long as she
1: lives. And I was like, so live, laugh, love. And she's like, <laughs> yes how <laughs> fucking stupid is it that it's live laugh love i'm like i know it's crazy it's home goods really was on to something home goods knew it ross just for less knew it it literally is live laugh love like yeah. so i love i love that like i was walking over here and that just randomly appeared on the side of like i couldn't miss it it was like on the side of a on the side of the building and it said you know And she's, like, been working so hard since she died to, like, tell all of us that she's okay in so many ways. Like, it's crazy. Like, the things that have been, that have happened to so many people. Like, I mean, it makes me, like, I said to Christine at one point, the week that Kate was in hospice and and dying, like, this entire process has made me, like, both simultaneously think there's absolutely no fucking way that there's anything divine in this world because it's so fucking unfair. But also, like, I have to believe that there is. Yeah. Like, at the same time, I have to hold both because her little spirit well, there's nothing little about Kate's Spirit ever, but, like, it's not gone. It's not done. It's not... I don't know why. Like, I don't know why any of this is.
0: I always think back to when we had Julia Duffy on and she talked about the death of her son. I know. And she talked about how... She was still very much his mother and she was still parenting him. She was still mothering him, just in a different way. And I think, like, thank God she said that, you know? I think it's about the smartest thing I've ever heard anyone say about it's losing so
1: someone. Fucking brilliant.
0: Yeah. And so I think she's still your friend, you know?
1: Yes, I know. I know she is.
0: And you still love her and you're still going to spend time with her and you're still going to hear from her. And like, I'm not here to say what that is. I'm not here to offer any explanations. Like, I know that people think Some people, just what you said, some people think there's nothing. Some people think there's something. I think that we could never step to understanding. I think it's completely beyond our understanding as human beings, what happens. I agree. Oh, I fucking
1: agree. A hundred percent. And
0: so I would never even try to dare to speak to it. But that being said, like, there are still things that are here, you know? Her... Her children are here. The great love of her life is here. You are in their lives. And, you know, I would never say it's all for a reason because I hate when, because what's the reason? What could the reason possibly be? I've had friends whose children have died and people have said everything happens for a reason. And I'm like, well. It's
1: literally the worst thing anyone can say to someone who's grieving. And guys, let's just get rid of it right now. We got to just get rid of it. It's, yeah. You know what you're allowed to say? Everything happens for a reason when someone's fired from a job. Exactly. Exactly. Or when someone doesn't get a job that they exactly, want. Exactly. You be like, you know what? Everything happens for a reason. You do not get to say that on the loss of a human being that is left.
0: Yeah, yeah. But what I will say is that I'm so glad that there is left what there is left. You know, and I'm so glad that, that that will continue to be a part of your life as long as you live it and that you'll be in each other's lives and and that there is reason and meaning for that. You know what I mean? Like that that there might be times when like her One of her children needs like a maternal figure, and like you're the perfect person for that, so I'm so glad you know that that there is that, but it is just it's all ridiculously hard, and there's nothing there's i I never thought of anything deep to say about it. it's hard and it's stupid and it sucks
1: it's hard and stupid and it sucks and like i Yeah, I just, it's just been a really (sighs) strange time, you know? I don't want to, like, be sucked into a grief ball that, like, can't get out and then live in the world and do the things that I want to do in the world because I have a bunch of them. But I also am, like, trying to... I'm trying to figure out what it is that I need to not be that. And like, I think it's partially like, cause I, I, I just have to grieve a little bit. <laughs> like, you right. know what I mean? Like, right. But it's not, it's also, and you know, there are like a lot of things. I think that we all have been grieving anyway. right? And then personally, I know that I've, Got several things before, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before my before my beautiful cake, girl. Yeah, I
0: mean, I think, and I'm not an expert. I'm just talking from my own experience. I think it's a lot like being sick. You know, like you're sick. You come down with like a bug or you know whatever a flu and it's terrible. And for a couple days, you can't do anything or for however long for 10 days, you can't do anything. And then gradually you start to be able to like, maybe eat a little bit or go out a little bit. Or- Eating is
1: not my problem. Just, I just <laughs> want to say this, that I, there are a couple types of people in this world. Like I've never been the person where in sadness or grief, I can't eat. In sadness and grief, I want all of the food, all That's of the great. time. I want the <laughs> cookies and the cakes. I uh, want the snacks, the pretzels dipped in peanut butter. I want it all. Give it to me. Well, There you
0: go. That's all. good news. That's that- good
1: news. <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm saying. Like it's like you, yeah. No, you know this is so funny because literally, Jenny Connor called me today. Uh, I was eating lunch by myself, and she we were texting about something, and then she just called me. And I was like, like I said to you, not doing great. Today's rough day, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, first of all, I want you to consider that like, it hasn't even been as much time. Like if you had gotten COVID, like you would still be feeling the effect of COVID. You probably wouldn't even be out in public. (laughs) Right, right. So just like a little bit, you, you have to, and I think that for me, you know, that part, Yeah. It's hard. It's hard for me to, to, it is hard for me to like slow, slow it, slow it down, you know? Well, I don't, I don't think
0: it's unique to you either. I just think that particularly in this country, we just expect everything to keep like churning on and it does. And I think that's right. You know, whether it's with or without us and like then we rejoin when we can. But like being sick, I think the the point that I was trying to make about like being sick, like Jenny was saying, like like COVID, you know how many times after COVID you were probably like, well, I think I'm going to put in a load of laundry. And like maybe midway you got winded, you know, picking up dirty clothes and trying to go to the washing machine. This is like what I'm saying about grief. Like you can try. You can try. You know what I mean? Like, you can try to do whatever it is every day that you think you should be about ready to do. You can try, but there's no guarantee that you're gonna be able to, like, make it through or to accomplish it, and you just have to... You have to give yourself some grace when you try and you're not able to fully accomplish something in the way that you hoped that you would when you started out. It's like being an athlete who's injured. Same thing, you know? They try and sometimes they're not ready, they're not healed. I think that being said, like if you can't try anything at all, then that, which I've seen some people feel like that, like they can't they can't try anything at all. They can't even fit. Then I think that's a different thing that maybe like requires a little extra help. Like that's more, that would be more worrisome to me if someone couldn't try to eat or put in a load Mm -hmm. of laundry or talk on the phone or, you know,
1: um, that would worry me a little bit. Yeah, And also it's like, there is, you know, there's, school back to school stuff now and I had to go to the back to school morning for crickets grade and I just was like I literally felt like a crazy person you know yeah yeah how was your summer (laughs) oh my god amazing was that great is that so good oh yeah that's beautiful I want to go there oh cool yeah where is that camp amazing. Yeah. Cricket's not ready for camp yet, although we have seen the movie Theater Camp three times. I know. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. No, it's good to see you. It's so good to see you. You look amazing.
0: Uh, I know. Well, thinking goodness you're an actress.
1: We all are, baby.
0: (laughs) That is so true. I know. I know. It's hard. It's hard. It's fucking hard. It's fucking hard. And I am so sorry. And I feel like I don't know. There's just, there's nothing, there's nothing smart to say about it. There just isn't. And
1: like, it's... Here's what I do want to say. And I mean, this is like, for real, for real. Kate and I fully outlined our movie about our senior trip, like our high school trip to Europe. Oh, wow. Yeah, this summer. I love that. Isn't that amazing? Yeah.
0: Now I have to write it. Now you have to write it. You have to do it. I know. For Kate.
1: Well, it'll be it would be for all of us, but it will be so fun. Yeah, guys, don't worry. I'll give her credit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I just mean that that's more motivating than anything that totally,
1: a hundred percent. Guys, you know our next partner. You know our next partner because we love them. They have a product. Casey and I use almost every day. What product is that? Answer the question for us right now. Go. (laughs) Did you say athletic greens? (laughs) Yes, you're right. You're right. Correct answer. You won. You (laughs) won because we know, and you know, with one delicious scoop of athletic greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. It's a very special blend of ingredients. And it supports all kinds of things like your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Literally all of the things. Yeah. All of the
0: things. (laughs) I personally love Athletic Greens because it's simple. I need it to be simple. I don't have time to open a million supplement bottles and choke down a
1: thousand pills. I just Well, I've tried. I've tried. And no one can do it. I'm telling you, if I can't do it, no one can do it.
0: Yeah, who who has the time or the will Just or the one money scoop or the money? One scoop of Athletic Greens in a cup of water. You can put it in a smoothie if you want, but you don't need to. It tastes no, it tastes really good. Yeah.
1: Um, also, when talking about the price, it's less than three dollars a day. Honestly,
0: yeah, less than you spend on a takeout coffee
1: for all-in-one nutritional insurance. Athletic Greens has over 5 thousand five-star reviews. Um. And it's just one small micro habit that has very big benefits. It's one thing you can do every single day. And you can be like, I'm taking good care of myself. Guys, we love it. We love Athletic Greens. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. Especially because, listen, those bugs are out there. Uh <laughs> Okay. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills or supplements to look out for your health. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash busy. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash busy busy to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Oh, sweet little kitch, we love you so much.
0: I love that jingle.
1: I know. I thought it was just, it was new. It was just something new. (laughs) Sweet little kitch, give me that hair care.
0: (laughs) Well, we love kitch.
1: We love kitch. I loved kitch forever. I, have, I am not just, they are not just a sponsor. I am also a purchaser. I'm a customer. Yes. I love them. Because whatever your budget, your skin type or your hair type, Kitsch believes you deserve little indulgences at affordable prices. Um, I love that it was started in 2010 by Sarah selling hair ties door to door. That's just the greatest thing i've ever heard
0: it's the greatest story and now there's like a full complement of products uh, hair ties pillowcases satin pillowcases S- so that Listen, your hair is not a tangly
1: mess if you have a kid that has gets a lot of knots in their hair yeah the kitsch satin pillowcases will change your life life yeah. i'm sure a few went to sweden correct uh, yes, one hundred percent correct. Exactly. Um, yeah,
0: I I love the exfoliating mitts that Kitsch sells. Like I cannot even describe to you how well they work. Um,
1: I kind of literally love everything that they sell. Yeah, Truly. and it's all so reasonably priced. Yes, and their latest viral craze is the white rice water shampoo bars. Mm-hmm. Oh, which yes. are so cool. Um, yes. And they say can improve your overall hair growth and density. And people are saying they're never going to use bottle shampoo again and that it's like incredible.
0: I really That's amazing. Try it. I need to try it. Yeah, me too. I need to try it.
1: <laughs> Plus, you know what they have now for a limited time? They have uh, the Barbie by Kitsch collection. Come on.
0: Oh my god! I gotta get that
1: for Birdie. I actually, that's a good thing that I need to get for Birdie. Okay, so right now, Kitch is offering you thirty percent off your entire order at mykitch.com/best. That's right, thirty percent off anything and everything at mykitch. It's k-i-t-s-c-h. dot com slash best. One more time, mykitch.com slash best for thirty percent off your order. I just fucking miss her stupid voice. And yeah. like, I mean, I hear it so clearly. And yeah. like her friends, she they have such an incredible community of friends where they live in New Jersey. And like yeah. her friends were like, you guys talk a lot. Do you guys know that you talk? Do you know that you can, you sometimes sound just like her? And Aww. I was like, do you understand that I've been stealing her voice my entire life? Uh-huh. Like I have literally been stealing from her my whole life. Like, you know, because I, like, love her so much. And, like, you know how you, when you're, yeah. You think someone's cool and you want to be like them. and Yes. Yes, of course. Um, But I can. I can sound exactly like her because I know, (laughs) because I can, I hear her voice in my head so clearly. Yeah. And I know this has been all over the place, but I will, but just the, Day before we left for... We had that wonderful day together. Yeah. And then basically like four days later when I was getting ready and we were leaving for Sweden, Mark came into the bathroom and was like, where's your phone? And I was like, I don't fucking know, dude. I'm trying to get my shampoo in order. Right, And he was like, Christine just called me. You need to call Larry right now. And they had like... They were going to the hospital and... He was just like, it's busy. Like, it actually ended up, you know, it was like one of those things where they thought, whatever, doesn't matter. Yeah. But I called her and she wasn't like on, she was on like the level of morphine she had been on at yeah. home. Yeah. Um, and, Oh, and the night before we left for Sweden, we FaceTimed and she was doing pretty well. And like, she talked to Birdie and it was really sweet. And she was just like, I want you to have, I told your mom, I'm like, so cool. And if you go for one day, great. (laughs) If you go for a week, great. If this ends up being where you're, where you spend all of high school, amazing. Just have the best experience. Just enjoy it. Know it's an adventure. I'm so proud of you, like it was like yeah. the, it was so great and so meant so much to Bertie, and also like just I don't know, just like it was like the perfect thing to say to her too, Bertie, yeah, because yeah. um, I know she was feeling like a lot of pressure, like, oh God, I'm telling people I'm going there for all of high school, but like right, y- who knows, I hate it, um. But anyway, that next night or even or whatever, before I went to the airport, like I and Larry was like, "She's call her right now, because um, she's like being admitted, but she, she has her phone with her." So she, so we ended up like talking and like, you know, that's the thing. And I, you know, our our guest today, Bonnie Milligan, we did the interview before we started this podcast because I said to Casey. We were texting this week and I was like, I just don't know about like us starting the podcast and then having like an interview with someone that we don't really know in the middle of it because I'm obviously going to talk about this, what has happened. Um, But Bonnie's... Bonnie brought up the loss of her father to pancreatic cancer as a part of literally like... Her journey in this incredible show that she's in, um, and she mentions at one point saying, "Like she's like the thing, you know. Maybe like maybe I didn't say goodbye as much as or as, like Christine and I talked about this. I know Larry, Kate's husband, feels the same, and and I really do too. Like there was nothing left unset Like there was right. nothing." I don't, like, there was no, like, we said all of the things. Like, I even said the fucking weird shit to her. Like, okay, so you're going to need to find Jenna, my friend. She'll help you. She'll, like, tell you where you're going and what to do. Yeah. And, like, if you need any help, find her. Like, that's a weird thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) But I truly meant it. I was just like, I know that, like, my light team is there. Yeah. And that, like, I was like, promise me you'll, like, come and find me. Went in my meditations and energy healing and in my dreams and stuff. And she's like, I promise you, of course. Of course I will. I love
0: that. Me too.
1: It was really special.
0: Yeah. Um, but you can also not say goodbye enough. Wait, do you know about this? Do you know about this woman on TikTok that she does the TikToks where she's like the receptionist in heaven? Have you? Ever oh, I seen love her. her.
1: Of course. I love her so you know, much. You I'm, I'm just like, I'm, wait, are you like on TikTok, on TikTok, Casey? Or are you just like, like all of us, the people our age where it's just like, People posting on Instagram. Yes.
0: I just see it on Instagram. I mean, yes. I have a TikTok account, I but her. I never
1: post anything.
0: But my friend Kristen Bartlett uh, is like my TikTok curator. She sends me all the TikToks I need to know about. Wait, so, you just said curator,
1: curator, like yeah. curator, like curator. Curator. Yeah. I say curator. Uh-huh. But it reminded me of Chani Nickel. <laughs> Yes. She says innovative. Innovative. (laughs) She says innovative, innovative, like innovative, innovative, innovative. Anyway, I like both of those pronunciations. Maybe I think more I, than I was my,
0: just um, doing an exaggerated British. I think that's how English people say curator. But um, yeah. So anyway, but her videos—if you haven't seen them—you got—they're strangely touching. They're very funny, and it's like a little bit that she's doing, like these little comedy skits where she's like the receptionist in heaven, and she's like. Kind of tough, but she's very kind to everyone that she's welcoming to heaven. Usually, you guys have seen unless, it.
1: You
2: guys have seen it. You guys it.
0: have seen it. But she's done ones that, like, people have asked her to personalize them. Like, can you please welcome my sister to heaven or or whatever? And um, they're so weirdly touching and, like, therapeutic. I feel—I don't know. So, anyway— we just it, it's beyond all of us you know it's it's beyond all of us and uh that's what i believe i believe that whatever kate is doing it's beyond
1: our understanding yeah but that, i think you I, mean, I think you literally you literally only get to know when it's when it's your turn to know yeah and probably not before then yeah um
0: but that you'll always be friends and that sh- you'll always have her friendship. You will always be actively being her friend.
1: I know. I know. I know that. I know that. I know. I know but that. it
0: the, but all you I think this is going to be hard for you because because I know how uncomfortable you can be like sitting with feelings that are hard. <laughs> And that you like to busy yourself to distract I don't even from, have a
1: fucking boyfriend. I'm not even right? getting fucked. Like, I can't—like, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm like, what? Like, well, maybe I she'll do you a, you a
0: solid from wherever she is and send someone your way. But what I'm saying is, even if you were, even if you had a boyfriend, it wouldn't matter because I the know. uncomfortableness of someone leaving here is— it's impenetrable, and it's not, it's not possible to be distracted from it. So that's why I think this is going to be a little bit of a hard one for you because it's, it, you can't, like, just go to work and think about something else for a while. It's really hard. It's just going to be there, you know? You'll, you'll think of it fucking 20 years from now, you know, as you do with other people that I'm sure you ruminate on other people that you've lost. You know, it just—I realized, like, I don't even know how this happened, but, like, I—obviously, like, I posted on social media when my mom died, um, because that is, like, in this modern age, Mm -hmm. it's the most effective way to let people know, like, people that knew her, but also, like, people that know me, like, here's where I am and here's what I'm going through— What I didn't realize is that, like, I don't even know how I did it. Like, but I made, like, some reel of my mom or whatever. And so it's just there. Like, Instagram keeps congratulating me on how many
1: people have viewed that reel. I can't. I can't. And it's a video
0: of my mom mom talking. And I can't, like, get off it fast enough sometimes, and then other times I sit and watch the whole thing, you know? Yeah. And then also every single person that sent me a DM saying like, I'm sorry for your loss or whatever they said, like kind words that they said.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like the next time that they message me about anything, that video of my mom is like the right re- the thing that's like right there above it. So I see it so much. Because like thousands of people DM'd me and yeah. so you know, over time, they're eventually gonna DM me about Something me, else. like you know, making fun of some pants that I saw advertised to me online, and then the thing right above it is my mom. You know, so I mean, it's like I never I'm, considered you're making it. Me
1: grateful that I didn't do a reel.
0: Yes, right. Oh my I God, never Casey. Con- considered that that would be like the not the fallout, but like you know, you're, just that the. the the after trails.
1: The tra- you're gonna, you're gonna fucking hate me. What? Did I you didn't forget I, to record. Yes, it's okay. I just pressed it. <laughs> Jesus it's fucking okay. Christ! It's all right. You guys, I'm so sorry. Maybe it's, it's better okay. not to hear my crying in stereo.
0: Oh my goodness! It's I'm okay. so
1: sorry. It's okay. I was so stupid. I was so it's, fucking stupid. It's just that because I pressed stop because Birdie needed to FaceTime with me. About, and I just sure. didn't want to like, I didn't want to record the FaceTime with her because it just doesn't.
0: It's okay. It's literally not the end of the world. And it's not anything to feel stupid about.
1: Yeah, I know. I just wish, you know,
0: we're rusty.
1: I'm fucking, I don't even know (laughs) what I'm doing.
0: We're rusty and cloudy and. I'm so cloudy.
1: I'm like a little, I'm a little, I'm just a little, I'm just a little little black rain cloud. (laughs) Do you know that from Winnie the Pooh? I don't know that. Over the honey tree, I'm just a little black rain cloud. Pay no attention to little me. Oh my gosh. Everyone knows that a rain cloud doesn't eat honey, no, not a drip. I'm just floating around over the ground, wondering where I will drip, drip, or er, drip, drip. No, not a sip, and then it's drip. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Oh my gosh. Winnie. Um, meanwhile, I'm not, obviously, in case you guys are wondering, I'm not posting, um, anything online from Birdie's school or publicly or, um, really not. I don't know. Just being, you know, she doesn't, it's not, I don't think we need to, I don't think it's, I don't know. I don't know. She's I'm like, I'm excited for her to have this experience. And she's so far been, I think, mostly enjoying it. So it's all good. That's good. But just like great. That must be yeah. a
0: good feeling.
1: Yeah. And like Mark chatted with her the other day and just called me after and was like busy, like she's killing it on the schoolwork. You know, I do wonder, like. Here's what I'm going to say. Obviously, you know, I grew up with ADHD. And I think we can all agree here, guys, that I'm fairly bright. (laughs) But I do, you know, school was really hard, challenging for me. And I really lacked the ability, like the executive functioning skills to like keep my shit straight and like blah, 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 blah. I didn't really have a routine ever. And the thing that i was always sort of obviously best at was like going to play practice and and like memorizing stuff for plays and and the times when like if my grades were in question when i really stepped it up was like because i was threatened that i wouldn't be able to do the plays if my right. grades fell you know Right. But other yeah. than that, I didn't really have a lot of structure in terms of like after school or doing homework or, you know, both my parents worked. And I don't know, like, you know, it was that, that era of time where. And my, like, my thing is, like, what I was, my point is about Birdie is that Birdie and I share a lot of similar traits um, in terms of our, well, like neurodivergent ness like the the ways in which we are, yeah, and i don't I'm not this house, this world in my world it's not we're not I'm not able to provide structure in the way that like I think it is maybe possibly really helpful for her, like right. in terms of doing school and being you know. Everything is so structured at boarding school. It's like, you do this, and then you go to this class, and then you go to this place, and then you go to this place, and then you go here for lunch. And then you, you know, they have like mandatory study hours in which there's, they have a tutor that lives in their house with them. You know, it's like, there's, things are like set up to help them succeed, you know? Yeah, and there's expectations academically, yeah. and there's a, and there are expectations. Yes, yeah. yes, and that's also a really interesting point because in my household growing up, and then also in my household period currently, like I never really had any academic expectations put right. on me, or I have put on my kids because I'm a little bit like shrug emoji. I don't know, right? I don't fucking know, right? Yeah, but it's it's I, hard. Like, it is hard. I'm curious to see though, like how this this type of really structured environment works in Birdie's favor, or works. You know, if it, if there's a point where she's like, I can't
2: do this anymore. <laughs>
1: it's too structured. But I so far so okay. So good. That's great. It sounds great. To, yeah. Knock on wood. I've knockwood and like also the kids the other kids have been really like were really great. Um it's been it's been that part I was laughing at one point because I was like you know when people are like God gives you what you can handle I was like God really heard me on this one <laughs> You really heard me on this one. And he was like, I got it. Don't worry about it. I got yeah. you covered. <laughs> we're going to oh make this. My. Hopefully. We had like one. We had one thing that was tough a couple of days ago. I don't even know what time it time is anymore, but it would have been tough no matter what. It was like movie movies were happening and the boys dorm like commandeered it and they were watching paranormal activity. And Bertie is like me, does not, cannot watch a scary movie. Mm. So, what happened? She got really upset, and the boys were making, like, saying they were gonna, like, freak her out and, like, knock on her window at night and stuff. And she was just <laughs> getting really upset about it. But I don't know. They worked it out. It's fine. Kids
0: are kids, no matter where in the world they are. I know. So true. <laughs> so true. Um, oh, my gosh. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. How's how's everyone in the house? How's Cricket
1: like as an only child right now? Living her best life. <laughs> I'm not kidding.
2: She I literally, literally like did
1: a dance the other day when someone asked her. I was like, Cricket, be cool a little bit. <laughs> Take it down a notch.
0: Well, I mean, can you imagine? Like you're the younger kid, and you no, know, I can't. I you can't just imagine. Get it just changes and you get all the all the attention and I mean that's that's yeah. the dream. That's living the dream.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it really is for her. Like I told like I told you, like she's seen that movie theater camp like three times. Oh my gosh. Once she got me to take her to see Amazing. it. I saw it's great, by the way. Our old friend Mary Bundy from Busy Tonight I worked on it. You know what I was gonna say? We should um Oh, they can't promote it. No one can promote, can't it. promote it. They can't promote it. sucks. But it was like an indie movie and they were like kids. That, I don't know. It was so cute that they made it. Anyway, the movie's really great, guys. Highly recommend. Family friendly. Like, and enjoyable for adults. Oh, great. Um, but then, yeah. But then she got Mark to take her to see it, too. <laughs> like, she's just having... She's good. She starts school... She we had like the parent morning this morning, and then she starts school tomorrow. Um, I think this she's gonna be real tired the next couple of days. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it's Mark's been very generous. Generous. <laughs> Mark's been really generous to me, and really supportive, and really nice. Um, of course. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I would expect that
1: of him. Yeah. Yeah. I would yeah. Um and got to see Flacco. Christine was here. Christine obviously came out yeah. back out. Um Christine actually was able to come here the week that I was in Sweden. Like she called me and was like, I don't know what to do. Should I come there? I don't know what to do. And Mark said the greatest thing, which was like, no one has ever regretted showing up. Right. So she came like literally the day after I left for Sweden. Christine was here for like five days. Oh, good. And then I got home from Sweden and then drove directly to New Jersey to the hospice place yeah and um and christine had left and then so she she came back and that was really really helpful and like really good um yeah to be with her um and we had like a really good time together sounds weird (laughs)
0: But we had like. Sounds weird, but like, what else are you supposed to say? It was like, I don't know. It was like a healing time, maybe, maybe too soon. Yeah.
1: Because I think, and also like, it is important. And also, like, Jen has been really wonderful too. And like, all my friends have been great. But like, Jen and I have, you know, hung out a couple times. Like, I've been feeling up to it. And I'm like, do you, can I interest you in some, seeing some photos of my, <laughs> my friend? <laughs> She's Aww. like, yes. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just weird. It's all weird. Oh, and Jenny, yeah. Jenny Connor was in town for a second and I saw her. I just remember. That. It's like,
0: that's so good. Yeah, I yeah. know. It's.
1: It's weird. It's definitely weird. The last couple of weeks have been very blurry. Um, yeah. But, you know, then I'm like thinking now it's, yeah, now it's September and it's like work is a thing that we do. Yeah.
0: You know what I think is is, like, as you're talking about this, I've been thinking about how... In many cultures, there are so many like rituals surrounding death. And we don't really have like, like in a way it was good. My mom died. I did whatever I want. We had a whale watch funeral. Great. And it was like, you know, we made that up. Like, you know, but I'm just thinking about how like, and I'm probably saying this improperly, but like in the Jewish faith, like when people sit, Shiva and, you know, and how that's like a, you know, they're having as you like, what's the word for it? Is it a good time? They're like, I don't know if that's the right word for it, you know, but then when the when the period, like the set period of mourning is over. And I don't think that that means that people individually stop mourning. It's just that there's, you know, there's rules and customs, like everybody goes out and like walks around the block. They walk around the block to like re-enter. you know, it's, it's interesting that like, I wish I had had some of those like rules, but I'm I don't know. I don't really have a faith. And so I was like going into it without any sort of rules or whatever. But I don't know that. I, I, I'm I curious how helpful it is or to people, like if they find that helpful, like any kind of cues or whatever, if that would be helpful. I think helpful. sitting
1: Shiva does, is helpful for a lot of people. But part yeah. of it, too, is, is talking about the person, sharing... Stories and and also that like for those days the bereaved don't do anything, right? You don't work, you don't, you don't even. You're not even supposed to answer the door, right? Everyone is supposed to like just come and like if you are hungry, someone is making you food. Like someone else is doing the dishes. Like you are taken care of, you know? Yeah, And I think it's a really beautiful show of support. And, like, yeah. I, I think it feels good. And I, I, I think it does feel good when you've lost someone, you know? I think for Christine and I, we were talking about it. Like, for us, sort of the... Because we really... Only went to shiva the first day, uh, the day of the service, because mm-hmm. the because shiva starts um directly after the the service. Yeah, and um, and I think that for me and Christine, like our version of it was, like, sort of staying in Casa Kismet together yeah. for, like, I think she was here for, like, three days after. Yeah. And I just, you know, we were going through, like, all my photos, and one of Kate's, like, boyfriends, like, her boyfriend from college, like, sent, uh, like, DM'd both of us, and sent us a bunch of pictures and we were going Aww. through them. Yeah. That was crazy. Those were crazy because those were like, like, think about that. Like, you fucking high school or college boyfriend that you don't talk to, they have pictures of you. Right. Think about it. Right. I, for- I, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, but we just got all of these, like, incredible pictures that I sent to, that we were able to, like, pass along to, her family and stuff and... Yeah. You know, like, her daughter too. Like, so she... So Larry had has two girls from his first marriage. But he, we were, like, really young. Yeah. <laughs> we were, like, 20... I think we were 22 or... She was 23 when she started dating Larry. And he was, like... And now I'm like, we're the, same, we're the same age. But at the time, he seemed so old because he was right. like 34 or something. I don't so know. Was like but a like a grown man. Yeah. He was a grown man. He was divorced. And he had like two small daughters. Yeah. And I was like, wait, really? This is the future for you? Okay. Um, and, but it truly was. And so she was like essentially a mom to yeah. these little girls because they had complete shared custody. Right for their whole lives. And then she had their older son like not long after they got married. So their older son is so sweet. And his friends were so sweet. everybody like they're, they, their community is so beautiful. And also just like speaks to who Kate is, you know, yeah. was always has been. Like, of course, like the yeah. night, like the greatest people around them. Yeah. Um but Larry's older daughter, Larry and Kate's daughter, like, live lives in, like, lives in the city, like, lives in yeah. New York. And so I've been seeing her a little bit, like, hung out with her and her birthday's um, coming up, like, the end of September and I'm going to take her to a concert that we had talked about. Like, it's nice. Like, I I've known her since she was, literally like nine years to eight years old or something I met her. Yeah, yeah. Um, she's an adult, guys. It's like, it wouldn't be real. Like, <laughs> if you saw us hanging out, you'd be like, oh, it's friends that are hanging out. You wouldn't think that I'm her stepmom's friend. But anyway, I don't know. Like, it's just that stuff has been the most healing stuff to me is like. Yeah. And I don't know if you felt this way on the whale watch because I think hearing other people's memories is, yeah. I don't know, to, it's so vital. Like, it, yeah, that's the part that I think helps with the grieving process. And, like, Christine and I just, like, crying and then laughing and then, you know.
0: Yeah, because I think it tells you, when you hear other people's memories, I think it tells you, like, just how full that person's life was in a way that you weren't aware of maybe because you just think of a person like selfishly, like they're your person, but you don't think of like what they mean to so many other people. And so then you also get a better picture of like how loved they were and that like the burden, not the burden, that's the responsibility. Is that like a better word? Or like the job of loving someone isn't just your job alone. You know, um, and, and it's it's wonderful to know that someone that gave so much love was loved by so many people. Like, so many people were doing that job, you know? And so yeah. that's that's wonderful to hear. And sometimes you learn something about someone that you just had no clue about because it just wasn't on your radar. It just wasn't part of your relationship with them. And I think that's really
1: interesting, too, you know? Yeah, yeah. I know. But it's it, it did feel like a little bit like that process or like that, those few days with Christine. And we were like, just sort of like in this apartment, like cocooning. Just pulled up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah a
1: little bit. Yeah. We would go get food. We would walk, we walked like, I don't even know. One day, I literally think we walked like 26 miles, I think. Oh my God. One day. A marathon Seriously. length. Yeah. You know, we like walked all over Manhattan. Like we oh walked gosh. so far. And she wow. was like, because it, it was on her little steps counter. It was like a stupid amount of steps. Oh my gosh. Um, all the way down, all the way up. Um, and all over Central Park. And we found the owl. Oh, uh, found
0: the uh, Flocko. Flocko? That Is that his
1: sweater. name? Flacco? Yeah. That's his name.
0: I'm glad you saw the owl.
1: I know. He's your favorite. He's a celebrity to you. He is. He really (laughs) is. And he was so cute. He was really... All the animals were giving us, like, major Snow White vibes. Like, they were just coming (laughs) out and greeting us and, like, tipping their hats. and Yeah. (laughs) Truly. It was very incredible.
0: If you think about it if you think about like, well, what you were saying, like, you're not sure what you believe, if there's anything or if there's something and, you know, and so like by extension, like seeing something like that could make you believe that there's something or, you know, but also even if that's like, even if that's what life is, like seeing beautiful animals coming out to greet you on a lucky day, (laughs) like if, even if that's, what there is, there is right. If that's it,
1: that's pretty fucking great. It's pretty fucking great. I know. I know. I also just like I won't give up like a world that has magic in it. Yeah. You know, I can't. Yeah. And miracles and magic and and maybe the miracle is just that we even got Kate <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yeah. And for as long as we did, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I hope that I hope that whatever there is, I hope that she knows what a huge impact she had on your life and a bunch of lives. You know, I think she must have known that. I think she must have known that.
1: I actually am going to say I don't know if she did before she got sick. Really?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like you all did your due diligence in making that clear as, you know, as she went through this really difficult process. Uh and and you guys were all there with her.
1: I mean, the thing is Jesus, like I I so understand like why why the saying is fuck cancer. Yeah. Can I tell you this thing? Like, we did this, we had did like an energy healing thing together on Zoom with with Val. Yeah. And after, and it was really beautiful. And afterwards, Kate said this thing that was like so fucking profound, which was to to me, maybe it's not to you guys. I don't fucking know. I can't, I can't be the judge. I can't be responsible for your feelings (laughs) about this, guys. But in regards to the cancer, which she was like, Like everybody says like, "Fuck cancer and da, da 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 da." And she's like, "I just feel like so much compassion for it, because it came from me. It is me. It's my cells. And wow. I just want to send it so much love. Because also, like, as it's killing me, it's gonna die. And I just feel bad for it. And I feel so, so much like compassion. And I hope, and I was just trying to send it as much love as possible. Wow. I know. She's like, how could I hate it? It it came from myself. It's my DNA. I've like never thought about it like that before obviously right right
0: I'm not I've never even heard
1: anyone say that before
0: (laughs) I was gonna say I don't think many people probably have but and also I mean what not trying to like paint a silver lining or or anything but also what a sickness like that does is it really clarifies you know what I mean like If she ever wondered how much she was loved in this world. Oh my God. There was an opportunity. Everyone who, who needed to tell her had that opportunity. So, you know, it's always, it's the worst. Right. But I'm, I am so glad that she was here. uh, Long enough to just hear from the people that, that, she meant everything, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: <sighs> okay,
0: guys. Listen. Well, I mean, yeah. You've really put yourself through the ringer here. Should we talk to our guest?
1: Who's delightful and so sweet and, like, what a... Couldn't we... I mean, you didn't know that, did you? Did you have any idea that she was... <gasps>
0: I did know that she had lost her father and also that they had lost a really important team member on the show. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Their choreographer oh, before God. they went to Broadway, uh, because I had heard her talk about it. Uh, she's so lovely. You guys, Bonnie Milligan is, uh, the, one Incredible. of the stars of Kimberly Akimbo on Broadway. She, recently won a Tony for her role because she's outstanding she's also uh kind of like a body positivity I don't know what would what do you say she's not like she's just got shit to say about body positivity that I think is is really she's a voice in the body pause movement yes yes and uh so anyway I hope you enjoy our talk with the lovely Bonnie Milligan
1: and talented (laughs) <laughs> oh smalls oh smalls we love you smalls <laughs> i have to say the kitties have been loving their smalls food
0: Ah, uh, that makes me happy they deserve it they do
1: deserve it they're good cats <laughs> <laughs> they are
0: good cats and, and also listen. it's kind of a treat for you too because cat food is smelly <laughs>
1: Traditional cat food is kind um, of gross. It but can leave a lot to be desired. I'm not yeah. gonna, I'm not gonna lie. But you guys, you need to update your cat food with smalls. It's small's cat food is protein-packed recipes. It's made with preservative-free ingredients, and it's delivered right to your door. Our cats, I'm just gonna say it. The litter box has been smelling better. The cats have been smelling great. And their fur was so shiny the last time I saw them. They are looking good. They are looking good. <laughs> Plus, I love that it was started in 2017 by just a couple guys cooking home cooking cat food <laughs> in small batches for their friends. Come on. I love those guys. Those are good guys. Those are good guys. They're like, guys, I got the <laughs> I have the answer. Let me cook you, Let me cook your cat some food. It's really, really sweet. <laughs> and that is like exactly what why I probably why Smalls is so good. Right um, after making the switch to Smalls, seventy-eight percent of cat owners reported their cats had shinier and softer fur. I would say that is true of my kitties. Yeah, and ninety percent reported overall health improvements. Also true. That is a big deal. And the team at Smalls is so confident that your cat is going to love their product that you can try it risk-free. They will refund you if your cat won't eat their food. And you know, I know, sometimes cats just have a mind of their own. I get it. (laughs) Anyway, higher quality ingredients mean a healthier and happier life for your kitten. So head to smalls.com slash best and use promo code best at the checkout for 50% off your first order. 50% off your first order plus free shipping. That is the best offer you're going to find. But you have to use our code Best for 50% off your first order. One last time, that's promo code best for 50% off your first order plus free shipping, slash best. Hungry root, hungry root, hungry root. It's that time, guys. We're going back to school. We are going back to school. You got to plan meals for your kids. Yeah. That's it. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. We just, they're on their own for the summer, but when back to school. Well, gotta, everyone's kind of on their own. You're on vacation. Yeah. You're eating different places. You're at eating. Friend's it's not girl dinner. It's child dinner. You're at camp. Summer. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? Like there's yeah. all kinds of things that are happening. Now we're back. We got to do a bunch of things. Swings. Yeah. But here's the deal. You don't have to stress about going to the grocery store because Hungry Root will fill your fridge with healthy food and simple recipes so you can do all of the other things that you have to do some of it's, which you enjoy some of which you might not but regardless but you got to do it you got to do it so Hungry Root is like ma'am let me step in here
0: <laughs> you know why i love hungry root because like i've done other meal kits They're complicated, and I find myself, like, asking, why am I even doing this? I could have just, like, looked up a recipe, bought everything from scratch, And because that's how much work it is. Hungry Roots recipes are so easy. They are able to be prepared so quickly, and they're really, really delicious. And I feel like it actually saves me time while also not costing a billion dollars. So it's like adding something to my life, you know?
1: Right, but it's also, like— I don't love those things where you're like, you get the thing and then it's like, you get this like tiny little container of some spice, that then that that you're only using for that recipe. Like what I enjoy about Hungry Root is that they send you the groceries. They also are like, look, here are all these recipes, all the stuff you have, you can use in this. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, just like, but also you don't have to. You could make your own thing. <laughs> like you right. don't have, I guess that's like that's where I feel like it so differs and is so much better. You it's know what? It's very I mean?
0: flexible. It has the answers for you when you have decision fatigue. But also yes. if you're game to just get in the kitchen and yes. get something out, then it, they you make sure pick, you're fully
1: supplied. Exactly. Cause you pick fresh produce, high-quality meat, seafood, pantry staples, healthy snacks and and even like sweets and cookies. You know, I love that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> they yes. They even have some seasonal fall favorites, guys. Anyway, I'm just saying, spend less time shopping and cooking, more time enjoying healthy food that you're actually going to love with Hungry Root. And right now, Hungry Root is offering our listeners 30% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. Come on. Just go to HungryRoot.com slash busy to get 30% off your first delivery delivery and get your free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash busy. Don't forget to use our link so they know that we sent you. Hi, Bonnie. Uh, You're so fabulous in that fucking show. Thank you. (laughs) Just we're jumping right in, Bonnie, because... I love it. Why not? Someone's doing construction above me or below me. I can't tell. The girl across the way has her blinds open for the first time in a long time. Is oh, she nude? excited about that? No, she's just working on her computer. She has. Okay, wait, Bonnie. can I know I tell it you sounded something?
3: very scandalous. I was like, can "What's I, she
1: up to?" Well, I don't know because she always has the curtains pulled down. But Bonnie, this is the weird thing. It, that used to be my apartment across the, and so, and I moved to this apartment, uh. and I always had my shades up because, you know. Look in. Look in. Enjoy, yeah. But um, they always have them down. And so I haven't really had a chance to see their movements. But she has her computer where I had my computer and she's, she's sitting there working. So I don't know why I'm whispering. She can't hear me. <laughs>
3: you
0: don't know. Maybe she, she don't can. know. She's got
1: yeah, them blinds okay. up. Guys, we are joined today. We will do like a proper introduction, Bonnie, just so you know. But... Okay. This is all, it's already starting. Are you okay with that?
3: I'm so okay
1: with it. I know. I figured you were because theater.
3: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we're a yes and kind of
1: crowd. You you really are. Um, We're joined today by the incredible Bonnie Milligan, who is starring in Kimberly Akimbo on Broadway. For which? For which? I was going to say, did you? You won. I believe you won a major. You won a few major awards for yeah, your performance.
3: Some fun ones.
1: What's <laughs> um, that, that name again? The Tony
0: Award? What's the big one? Antoinette. Yes. Antoinette. Yes. You Congratulations. An Thank you. Mm. That was, um, it was very exciting for me. So I can only imagine it was exciting for you. Yeah, it was a lot. It was pretty great. <laughs> your speech was so great. How planned was that? How, like, because it seemed very spontaneous.
1: It, yes. it, Did you think you were like, going to win? I, I
3: hoped. Um, but you, everybody, I know everybody in my category and we're like friends and they're all very good. So honestly, I was like, this could go any way. Um, I did warn my mother, if I don't win, you have to fix your face because
1: the camera (laughs) will be on you. And I was very worried. Yeah. I don't Um, know about if my mom would be able to pull that off. You know, bless her. Um, and we so, didn't have to. We didn't have to find out about your mom. Turns out we didn't have to
3: find out. She Thank just God. got to like happy cry. Um, so I wrote like I had. I feel like it was the night before, or maybe the day of. I just brought out like index cards, and I was like, I should write like bullet points in case because I know. I think I said it at the beginning I'll probably emotionally black out, and I absolutely did. Like I don't remember my speech. Um, so I just like wrote out things that I'm like I want to be able to say this. And then all I knew was I want to say something at the end before I run out of time to people out there who might look like me or people that don't look like, you know, what society says you should look like to win awards. And so mm-hmm. I didn't word for word plan that that's just very spontaneously came out. And the, I
0: just had bullet points on a little list. So, um, that's how planned it was. Uh, yeah, it was so good. And, uh, what you said is a really big deal to me. I know it's a really big deal to a lot of people, but basically you just said, yeah, if you don't, if you've ever thought that you didn't look right, you do look right, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And and so, uh, yeah, I thought that was really wonderful. So thank you for that. And uh, what's it been like going back to work, doing the show as a Tony winner? I mean, it's crazy
3: the way that, I'll just walk down the street and like strangers will be like, congrats on your Tony. And I'm like, oh, like whether I'm in the theater district or not, like New Yorkers
1: know that shit.
3: They really do. Yesterday I was um, up on the Upper West Side. I was just walking to a movie. My brother's in town and we were so far away. We saw Oppenheimer. Haven't seen it yet. So I haven't seen it. I Um, I haven't seen it. We saw it and but somebody was like, Hey, you're so great. I'm so happy for your Tony. And I was like, Oh, like so it really that's kind of wild. Um the first show post Tony Wynn was really crazy. Yeah. Concert, which was awesome.
1: I'm sure people were just like, I'm sure you had to like stop when you came on stage for the like ten minute standing ovation you got, right? It was
2: It was was surreal. innovation
3: entrance applause. And that was surreal. Um, And because I'm looking downstage center, but I can absolutely see all this in my periphery. So I'm like taking it in, but you don't want to take it in too much because I'll just start like crying on my entrance, which doesn't quite work. So um, (laughs) you're just like being the story. But oh my gosh, this is so cool. Um, Yeah, it was awesome. It was
0: really cool. Oh, mm-hmm. I love it. I Tell everybody, can, do you mind telling the audience, uh, because Kimberly Akimbo is such a unique show. Yeah. Do you mind telling people like a little bit about what the story is in case they haven't sure. seen it? Yeah, um, it's uh, this year's Tony Award
3: winning Best Musical. <laughs> um, it also got Best Book and Best Score um, by David Lindsay Bear and Janine Tesori. And the story is centers on this girl, Kimberly, who is a teenager with a very rare fictional aging disease. And essentially the only um, symptom of the disease is you just age really fast. And so it's played by now two-time Tony-winning Victoria Clark. She won this year for Leading Actress. Um, and she's a genius. <laughs>
1: and, yeah, it's, she, um, she's phenomenal.
3: She's in her 60s playing a girl turning 16. And so with this fictional disease, you um, your life expectancy is 16. So it's this sounds such like a downer, but it's a really funny show. And it's actually super uplifting. Um, but it's kind of about the adults in her life who are sort of imploding in their own way and her just trying to be a regular teen girl with her own hopes and dreams.
1: Um, who and happens like, to also like look... 60 and is like aging and has yeah a hard time sitting in bean bags and getting up off the floor. Yeah. Her physical the physicality that she does in the show is so incredible because she's yeah. got this amazing ability to harness like teen energy yes. and also the very real. Yeah. As you well, get older. A
3: very, she's a very young spirit and yeah. life and in person. Like she's, she has so much life in her. Um And what's funny is they kind of like almost had to convince her to do this show because she does a lot of TV film also. And so she had kind of said she was transitioning out of like musical theater, um, but in directing on the stage, but still performing, you know, the other way. Um And she was at some meeting and Janine Tesori was sitting across from her and she said she just had this, like mischievousness in her eyes. And she was like, that's Kim. And they they were like, okay, she's our Kim, I think. And they she was like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I can't do that. Well, I can't really sing that. I'm like, come on in the office and just sing it. And so anyway, that's that's how we got her.
1: <laughs> well, oh, I, I have a question that. because Hollywood break a little bit for guys at home. You know, you've heard me talk about TV shows and movies and things that I've done, but Broadway works a little bit differently in terms of a lot of musicals. By the time they get to Broadway, they've been workshopped so much. Like for years, sometimes they've been put up at smaller theaters around the country. They've been changed. And a lot of times people stay with the characters that they originate in the workshops, and sometimes they don't. But tell us a little bit what the process for... Because I know Kimberly Akimbo is based on the play of the same name, right? So
3: David Lindsay-Abaire wrote the play uh, at this
1: point over 20 years ago. Yeah, that's what I was going to say,
3: like the 90s? No. Yeah. Um it was the it was the early 2000s. Yeah. I think it was maybe 2000 I'm going to say it wrong, so
1: I don't know. Sure. Um, Whatever. 20 years ago.
3: Doesn't matter. Um doesn't it was matter. then and um so he and Janine wrote Shrek the musical together. Oh wow. And they were paired, and so they loved working together. And they were like, "We just—I would love to write a project with you that we don't have so many voices early on in the process, like producers kind of guiding." Because, she's like an already, original idea, not yeah, based Shrek on. Was already an entity, yeah, so right. Um, she said, "You know, I think your play." She like pulled it off the shelf, and she's like, "I think this sings." And he was like, "What?" That was like over twenty years ago. She's like, "No, I think it's—I think this is it." And. They were like, okay, so if we can work on this, like I work on a play, which is nobody sees it till I'm ready for them to see it, that, why not? And so they started working on it. And I don't, I know the last workshop they did of it was in 2019. Okay. And the only person from our cast who was a part of that was Ali Mozzie, who plays my sister. Um, And I think they had done one other kind of- Who, by work- the
1: way, I don't think I saw it, by the way.
3: Oh, maybe? When did you yeah. see it? Like a couple I, weeks ago? No,
1: like... Two weeks ago? No, I saw it like right before... When you were supposed to be on the podcast the first time, and then we had to. I had to cancel. Like, this was a long time ago. It was like ju- yeah. June or July. June? It,
3: I bet if it was the end of July, that was her vacation week.
1: Yeah, I think... But the woman I saw was fantastic. Yeah, Betsy Morgan. She's amazing. Oh, it was. It was Betsy. It was Betsy Morgan. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I bet you yeah. saw it on
3: um, Allie's vacation week. That's um, so funny. So then it was supposed to come to the Atlantic Theater off Broadway uh in the summer of 2020 but I think we all know how that turned out. Yes, yes. Um so and
1: were I, you cast
3: in it? I had not been yet. So they were reaching out to cast that production in like March of 2020. Uh-huh. And I was home in Ohio cuz my um My dad died of pancreatic cancer in March of 2020. So I had been home, um, you know, with him in his final days. And so I had been at my mom and my stepdad's when it was sort of like Broadway had shut down, like March 15th or somewhere around there. And it was like I had concerts that were all being canceled. And I thought, well, I mean, let me just stay here for a couple of weeks, which turned into 11 months. But um (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> in your thirties. That's exciting. Right. Um, and so, uh, I got the audition, I think like days after my dad died and it was like, well, no, I can't do that. No. no. And, um, they're like, if we can get an extension, like, can you do it in a couple of weeks? And I was like, oh, I'm sure. And it was one of those where grief sort of clouds your brain and it's really hard to memorize. And, I just, you know, self tapes, you want to be off book and memorize, like not staring at a piece of paper. And I had to learn the first scene I do in a library, which is a lot of, a lot of talking. And so to me that says, she's probably talking kind of fast because nobody has a word in. And so I'm like, I really need to be off book for that. And I had to learn the first song. And so I was just like, I had my agent call me and I said, I just, I can't do this, but I think if I made a tape right now, it would be more detrimental than if I didn't make one Mm. at all. And you just let them know, like, not doing great right now, but I will be eventually. But, like, now's not the time. And I would love Mm. to work with these people, and I would love to work on this process. I'd only read the play, but I knew that that was really special and fun. And so, anyway, they gave me another extension. And so I think I got it in the first week of May, the self-tape. And I got a call the next day. I was like, you got it. And I was like, I hadn't even met them or like had a or anything. And so it was one of those, like, we'll see when it happens. And it kept getting pushed back because it was supposed to be that summer. And then it was going to be the fall. And then it was going to be the following spring. And then when they finally said, it's going to happen in the fall of 21, I was like, oh, I do have a job. Like, it was so crazy.
0: It sounds like it was just your role, like no matter what.
3: And that's something I said, I was like, I feel like if this is meant for me, they won't find someone else and it will be mine. And the part of me feels like I'm meant to do this show. And if not, okay, I'll have to do something else. But I was just like in such like a broken place, you know, where right. you just can't like get the chutzpah to push through. And, and and the world was like shut down. So it was just right. Like, I was
1: going to say also, it's a little bit like, I don't know, I feel like in that moment, Yeah. You're like, I mean, what am I, what am I going to force myself to do a thing that like, I can't, I'm not emotionally ready to do. Yeah. For, to what end? Like there's, you know, like we're not, when are we doing this? this?
3: You have like the little, you know, devil and angel on your shoulder and the ones being like, but that's not going to be, theater's not coming back in the summer. Like, what are you doing this for? So no part of me was like, great, we'll just push through and memorize. It was like, no, we're not doing (laughs) that.
0: Right. Right. But then once you got the role, I mean, it's the story carries a lot of grief. So how, what was that like? Because you must've still been grieving as you
2: stepped Uh, into the role.
0: It was, um, I have so much more
3: hindsight, like, uh, not hindsight, but like perspective now, like in the future that I realized how much grief I was going through. Yeah, um, The team was so gentle and kind with me, which is really good. But I would find things now in perspective, I can be like, oh, that was Bonnie trying to cling to her father and not Deb trying to cling to Kim. Deb's my character's name. I yeah. play her aunt. Her and aunt, so, yeah. Um, I have a really fun part. Like I'm, I'm a con artist who comes in and I'm trying to like bring her in on a deal because something like, really intense happened and I got to get out of town. So her stakes are high. And um, one thing early on that I wanted to pull out and play with, and what's great about a new work is you're in the room with the writer. So I said, I see love here, right? And he was like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, but she's, I mean, she's an incredibly selfish person who's going to choose herself at the end of the day. Like, it's never going to be, I love you too much. I'll give my life for you. Like, that's not where Deb's at. But like, I think in the process, it would be so fascinating to meet this woman who her favorite person in the world is this girl who's at the end of her life. Mm -hmm. And can she like put all that away and like really give to this girl? And it's like, you know, that's the conflict. And so in diving into that, I think I wasn't really aware of all the other, I remember one day we were, there's a hospital scene and it had just been a chair and a bench that Vicky was sitting on, you know, and then we stopped to talk about it and it hit me what we were doing and where we were. And it was like, oh, and it was like probably the third week of rehearsal and they were saying something like, oh no, she has like a burst of energy, you know, like sometimes. And I was like, oh, and I think all they said was, oh, and I just remembered my dad really being like, okay, I'm going to do physical therapy. I've got this. And having so much like, I'm not going into hospice. I got this. And it was a week later, he was gone. And so as soon as I said that, I went, I think I might've just drawn a breath and Vicki kind of looked across and everybody knew, you know, and she was like, oh, did it trigger you? And I was like, And so they keep talking and I had to turn and Allie was there and she's like, do you need Kleenex? And I just start sobbing. And so the director came over very kindly. She's like, do you need a minute? I was like, yeah. So I had to go to the bathroom and like cry for five minutes. And then um, there was something else we were, you know, and I came back in the room. We're still in the room. They've moved on. It was handled really well. And it was like, okay, I, I know what this is to spend all your time in a hospital. And you don't want to talk about what's happening in the middle of the room. Cause we all know when you crack jokes and you do this and there is laughter and grief and loss, and that is life. And so that's, what's really beautiful about the show is it does tackle all of that. And we would like do something. And I, I remember I was losing my mind because I didn't get to say goodbye to her, like the other characters got. And I couldn't I didn't even connect. That's Bonnie feeling like she didn't get enough of a goodbye with her dad. And, but it was so, it was every part of me was griefing, griefing, grieving through that. Pro- <laughs> Gr- <laughs> griefing and grieving probably. Griefing it and grieving it. Yeah. So, um, that, that was all very alive. And, you know, I feel like grief is a journey and a process and it doesn't, really end and so there'll still be some shows there was the other day I don't like to look out into the audience but out of my periphery you can see folks and there was somebody on the front row who just he had the shape of my father mm. and he had like he was way too young it's not like oh my god that looks like my dad but because it's periphery and he had this big big laugh I like had to as soon as I left the stage I like started sobbing because I was like whoa but then so it's just it's always there yeah. Um, But there's something beautiful about getting to do the show and getting to be a part of this character, the girl, my niece's journey of like having a great adventure before she goes.
1: Wow. Wow. It's weird. Bonnie, I have to say, I'm just going to like, Casey, I'm just going to tell her. Sure. <laughs> Casey lost her mom in December. Oh, I'm sorry. And, um... very unexpectedly. And my best friend of 30 years died two weeks ago of cancer. And it has been... This is our first podcast back. And I didn't know this about your dad and about your process of like moving through your grief. Mm. But what's interesting is that I've been thinking a lot about the art, what, what it is that we put into the world, right? And like Casey and I have our own version of a thing that we're putting into the world. And I think, I hope the connection of that has helped her. I don't, I can't speak for you, Casey, in moving through the last eight well,
0: months. It, it 100% has because, well, what I was thinking, Bonnie, as you were talking about like this one particular show where the shape of a person reminded you of your dad. That's what's so beautiful about live theater. That's what's so wonderful about it is that like it, it wonderful and I guess in in that moment difficult for you, but also I hope ultimately reassuring and healing is that it is different every time you step onto that stage. What those people that are there that day are going to see is different from what any, even though it's the same show day in, day out, and it's your job, what everybody gets to enjoy should they go to the theater to see you in Kimberly Akimbo, which they should, everybody gets a different thing. Everybody gets a a different performance. And that day, that performance must have been something to, to perform and to see, you know what I mean? And I'm thinking about that that man, like, not even realizing that yeah. he was affecting you in that way. And maybe even, like, maybe, I hope, even, like, a little bit of a gift. You know what I mean? It was.
3: It was. I mean, I've, of course, I burst into tears, and then I just was like, oh, he's here today, you know? Like, yeah,
1: of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's, my goodness. I know. I know. And I do think, like, the show is so— um I do love the hope of the show at the yeah. end. Like, yeah. I was, like, sobbing in the hospital scene as well. Yeah. Um, there have been a lot of hospitals in the last short time, actually, for m- my friend. But, um, but I was like, my God. I was so mad. Like, I was like, is this fucking it? Like, for a second in the musical, I was literally like, if yeah. this is it, I swear to God, I am, like, so angry about yeah. that. But thankfully, I do feel like, yes, there's, like, the reality that, by the way, we're all confronted with. Like, yeah. our time here is finite. And, like, some of us get more than others. And that is just, and some of us know some of us know, and some of us don't know, yeah, and so I do think that the message of the show and like the way that you leave the show is that is that feeling of like let's okay, so you get this so you get this time, so let's what are we do gonna something. do?
3: yeah, the last lyrics of the show are, and sometimes I can't sing out, I have to lip sync, but um. <laughs> You never know, and nor do I, when we will have to say goodbye. So just enjoy the time because no one gets a second time around.
2: And it's just like,
3: yeah, we don't, we don't know. We don't know how long we have. Um, So just be present, be here, love who you love and love on them, you know, and say the words you have to say and, take some risks. And I think I sometimes will tell people, I'm like, don't, she doesn't die in the show on stage. You don't, see it. We, don't know. we don't know. So don't worry. Don't
1: I, know. I, I do feel like, I do feel like I wish someone would have told me that. You know, <laughs> because, well, I have
3: friends and I didn't learn this till I was, friends saw it off Broadway and they're like, I was so stressed out that she was going yeah. to die in front of me. I was like, oh no, 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 no. Okay. Okay. I'll start to tell people that doesn't, that won't happen. Yeah. It's not that.
1: I was grateful um, that she did not. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) exactly. Yeah.
0: Oh Oh, my um, goodness. I know not everybody can get to New York City to go see this show on Broadway and hopefully you'll see it when it's Touring, you know, and it'll come closer to your hometown. But in the meantime, I hope like everybody goes online and watches some performances that you've done on various things because it's, it Get is. Get that so original joyful. cast recording. You yeah, are like ca- so,
1: but you're just like, I mean, well deserved the, all of the <laughs> awards. Let me just say, but you're so fucking dynamic when you come on. It's like a, bolt of lightning um and your character is just a real delight
3: like <laughs> she's, she's very fun it's fun she, to play with an audience in that first scene too i mean she comes out and right away it's like what is happening
1: yeah it's <laughs> so like the like, whole energy of the whole thing shifts because yeah. and you know you've kind of been waiting for her too yeah because um, i just come as in like 30 minutes
3: into the show but so, you heard
1: about her.
0: Um, okay, so everybody check out Kimberly Akimbo. I want to see it next time I get to New York City. Which Hopefully should soon. be soon. Yeah. Hopefully soon. Um, but also, you can't talk about it, but I can talk about it. Uh, and you don't have to say anything about it. You can just nod. But all of you at home might be also familiar with Bonnie from a little show called And Just Like That. Mm. she has a part in that program that very popular program that is sweeping the nation you can't really say anything about it because of the ongoing strike but she's literally not even making a sound (laughs) but she's nodding (laughs) it it's making me laugh so hard but um i i do want to say that also that role if you're familiar she 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 plays Charlotte's boss in the gallery <laughs> and um but it also kind of goes along with like you're you're really into like the body positivity movement so if you're if anyone's familiar with that episode of In Just Like That it's about like Charlotte accepting the way that she looks and like Bonnie's character is kind of the inspiration for it, it it's great Bonnie can't say shit about it but I'm telling you <laughs> that I recently watched it and it was great and um and I love Loved your character. And she shrugged. Like, I'm just going to narrate. You're so,
1: I'm, you're so good. I literally was doing like a live interview the other day, which is like a whole other conversation we should have at some point. But I was doing like a live on, like the people were on television, whatever. It. I was not prepared. I didn't understand what was happening. <laughs> grief. Remember? Remember how you were talking about grief? We'll look enjoy. back at this time and I'll be like, yeah. what was that? Anyway, uh, uh, very cloudy. But the woman brought up a thing that I have that should be coming out someday. Yeah. I don't fucking know when. And I was just like, "Yeah, I can't talk about that." What? <laughs> There's a like. I was. <laughs> like, I was so like, and it was just live on whatever the thing was, entertainment, some show. Yeah, I'm supposed to be talking uh-huh. about baby bell cheese, and I'm like, I oh, I can't. <laughs> I have no makeup. I look like, literally look like this.
0: Uh, Beautiful. Oh my
1: gosh. Listen, it's fine. Oh my gosh.
0: Well, thank God for theater. That's like, you know. I know. Yeah. Really keeping us going right now. I mean, we talk about pivots all the time on the podcast. That's mainly what we usually ask our guests about. I feel like you have shared like a huge pivot. Stepping into this show like so closely on the heels of losing your dad. Just even trying to get through, I can't even imagine it as someone who's, who's gone through that recently. I can't even imagine having to work with material that was so close to like how I was feeling. I, yeah. to be honest, this is real. The episode of succession where the dad dies. I, 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 I almost passed I out had to watching it.
3: I deposit halfway through.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I mean I can't even imagine like doing anything grief based for my work like any type of so that's a big pivot so we we've already discussed the pivot but like what are your hopes for like you're you're still working in this Broadway show are you still gonna try to do <laughs> yeah you're gonna take a breath
1: <laughs> no no you're you're never So, gonna no take actor a ever what are you just
0: hoping for, like, are you hoping to mostly continue theater? Are you, like, anxiously awaiting the strike to be over to do everything? What's your dreams? My, I mean, like, life dream is to just work,
3: to just work, frankly. Mm-hmm. um, You know, it's it's not like, well, I have to be famous or I have to do, it was just like, I just, my... Honey, like, you're already famous. <laughs> Too I late. Mo- I most admire the... The theater actresses I know that, you know, then will do the shows they like and then pop up on TV shows and movies and um, all of that, that they get to, like, work in all the mediums. I do um, like working on um, television sets, and that's really fun. I'd like to do more of that. Um, And then if the project is right, absolutely theater. Theaters, um, Broadway musicals are really hard because (laughs) it's sort of live like a nun in order to be able to do what I have to do eight times a week. Um, and so it just requires a lot of sacrifice and for the right project, it's so worth it and wonderful. Um, but it just, it does take a lot of you and hopefully I know I bring a lot of myself to the work. And so, you know, that sometimes comes at a little bit of a cost. Um, and I know long days on set are also hard in a different way. Um, but, yeah, I, I, to me, like, world's my oyster. Let, let's let's do it all. I would also love to keep being a face and a figure in the world of we get to see fat people more than as just a side joke. And more mm-hmm. than just um, a gag or just one-dimensional side characters. Oh, thank God I got a line. You know, like... Totally. Striving for complexity and heart and soul and you get to see someone being a fully formed human with an arc. That's all I want to do.
0: I love where, that. I was reading an interview where you said your agent was like super supportive of like what what your mission was as a performer. Yeah. And would say like when they would read something and it had like a fat joke in it or whatever, your agent would say we're better than this. Yeah. And we don't have to do this. And I really, I love that. I love that. Because I know, like, the pressure of an agent is to, like, they want you working. And they, yeah, you know, and they want and, money. And, exactly. And they want to get you out there and 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 take what work there is. And I love that your agent was supportive of the idea of waiting for the yeah. right thing. And sometimes that's hard because sometimes you got to pay your bills, you yeah. know? Yeah. Um,
3: and I, I thought the world was going to fully shift and change with, um, the last show I did called head over heels, which was all the music of the go-go's yes. and I got to play like the most beautiful girl in this like kingdom. And believe you me, every single review and press talked about how, Oh my God, the fat girl is playing the pretty girl, but the script had nothing to say about my weight or my size. And I was just like, okay got it like I think the New York Times said I was provocatively cast as the oh my god
1: girl. of course right of course because it's like so like I whatever but I'm pretty
3: fucking- <laughs> 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 so can I be pretty um so it's
1: and so yeah there's nothing that- provocatively provocative about casting someone who's like extraordinarily talented and fucking gorgeous and can play a part I'm sorry, that is just such bullshit. I hate it,
3: yeah, and he had like nothing real to say about my performance, um except that I like I think he also says to me like lumbered around the stage, I
1: don't know, it was very, oh like, my god, right because like, because bonnie like if if he doesn't want to fuck you, obviously you're unfuckable, obviously, right. this is Ugh. like I'm sorry i'm now I'm just gonna be enraged for a Do minute, <laughs> but like this is the whole thing about like men running everything in this world is <laughs> like for so long especially in Hollywood like the standard literally was would i fuck her and yeah. if the answer is no then she's not getting the part like right. you know what i'm saying like i'm yeah. like i know i've had conversations yes i know conversations that have been had about me in which i've been called either fuckable or unfuckable depending And it's like, I mean, Jesus (laughs) Christ. And I want to be like, I'm unfuckable
0: to you because I wouldn't fuck. I would never fuck fuck you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's what makes me unfuckable. By the way, you don't lumber. You're impossible not to watch. You're, I mean, like, whatever. If you wanted to lumber, great. You know, if that's what you wanted to do, if that's what you were doing, great. But you don't. That's the thing that, like, it just, it makes me mad. Like, I realize reviews are, like, a thing and whatever. Like, they're helpful, I guess, in some way. But also, like, you just get to fucking say anything. You just get to say your asshole opinion. Yeah, like, like, who are
3: you? Yeah. Yeah. And some are just like, are you, do you think you're on a reality show? Like, why are you trying to sound... As horrible and funny and sound bitey as possible.
1: Right. Because it's like all clickbait at this point, right? Like they're just trying to get. Yeah,
0: yeah, you're exactly right. It's got to be like a reality show or people are like bored, I guess. But uh, I don't know, man. Art is just subjective.
3: If you don't care for something, you can also say, I didn't care for this. Who might like this? You know what I mean? Like you can be objective about things and say what worked and what didn't work i don't think i've ever seen even like some of the worst shows i've ever seen there wasn't one positive thing there wasn't one like even if you're like these actors are really great and underutilized because the text has done talk about it like that right
0: right Right. that's a good review i'm gonna look up that review and i'm gonna look up the reviewer and find video of him walking and i'm gonna post a review of what i think of his walk how, how it appeals
1: to me. I'm just going to say whether or not I want to fuck him. And I already can tell you the answer. <laughs> you don't. Is, you is already out. know it's no. I already know the answer is no. But <laughs> I do want to just, I do want to just see. I want to look. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And just, <laughs> and say, for real, no. It's not <gasps> happening. Oh, my gosh. It's so wild to me. It's like,
0: Busy and I talk about, like, I was the showrunner for Busy's late night show. And like, I always, it's long over, you know what I mean? And I'm still talking about it. So it's not over for me, which is like, sad or maybe normal or whatever. But I just go back to this one, like, dude who reviewed the show and said it was baffling to him. And, and I was loved like, it. it was our favorite review.
1: If, yeah, like, it's
3: like baffling to you, because yeah, because it's not for you. wasn't for you.
1: wasn't for you. Guess what? <laughs> not for you. It wasn't in your language, sir. <laughs> I think we've seen that, though, especially in regards to entertainment reviews in the last several years. I think that the spotlight has sort of turned on the fact that the majority are cis, white, hetero yeah. men in their, I mean, ranging in age, I guess, but like a lot well, of times they're like, the world? you froze, froze you again, froze you again, froze you again is not what I meant to <laughs> say, Casey, <with> <laughs> froze you again. <laughs> That's like sums everything up for me right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> your brains aren't working
3: all yeah, the way.
1: Yeah. Froze you again.
3: I just got a thing that said your network is unstable. Yeah. I got it. <laughs>
1: Thanks for that. Are you at your dressing room right now? Are you in your dressing room right now? No, no. I'm in my You're apartment. In your Oh, apartment. my gosh. I didn't what? know. Like, do pe- when people do Broadway, do you just live there?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Practically, right? Kind of. Yeah,
1: kind of.
3: Like, I, I feel remember- like I would just
1: hang out there all the time.
0: I kind of do. Kind of do. Yeah. I remember one time, I mean, I don't think you'll care that I'll say this, but like Lynn manuel Miranda... Asked if anyone had an apartment with a bathtub near the theater where he was doing Hamilton because he had to, like, take a bath for something. And I was like, that's how little he gets to leave the theater. I think <laughs> that he that... was, like, trying to see if a friend has a bathtub he can borrow for a minute. <laughs>
1: I kind of, I got
0: that. You would let him. You'd let him take a bath in your house, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, I don't think I'm. I'm not close enough to the theater district. I think you really gotta go Hell's Kitchen. Who's in? Yeah, like who's close? (laughs) Oh my god! In between shows.
2: (laughs)
3: Also, just like for a full bath, not like a shower, but like I do need a bath. (laughs)
1: I, I like, like a I, soak. Although I like a soak, I think a muscle soak is good, guys. I was trying to think good. like had he,
0: hurt, had he hurt, had he hurt, injured himself or something. That was probably oh, maybe. Crap. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I didn't. I, I think didn't your body have the... hurt. Does your Bonnie? Does your body hurt sometimes when you're work? I mean, you're doing, you're doing the most. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. holding a lot I'm, of tension. You're holding a lot, even if you're not like dancing outright. Although you do dance I do. a little bit in the show, right? Oh, well, I mean. Not
3: really, but like a little bit of my first number with the kids, but not yeah, really. Yeah. I definitely have danced more in my life. <laughs> um, but uh, my part is really physical because I ha- I kind of have all the physical comedy with the props in the show. So oh yeah, and you have the huge I, prop, which I I'm crawl sure a mailbox isn't. Mailbox at one yes. point. Yeah, I crawl the through mailbox. a window. Um, and in both of those, I definitely am uh, in physical therapy for my hip and my back now. Oh no. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm so, this is what I'm saying. You need a bathtub near the theater. I
3: need a bathtub. With some
1: <laughs> well, I have a nice bathtub, but I'm not close to the theater district. No. You can, you're can, you welcome to use it. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, oh, my gosh. Well, so funny. this is, I
0: mean, this isn't the most professional thing I've ever done on this podcast, and I've done a lot of unprofessional things, but I happen to know... That busy's assistant Kirsten loves you. Oh, yeah. And she's so I just wanted to fan. tell you that she loves
1: you. And, and she's maybe... seen the show like seven times. <laughs>
3: Kirsten, my new best friend.
1: She's a big fan of uh-huh. the show. But she truly was like vibrating when I was coming to when I was going to see the show because she was so excited uh-huh. for me to see it. It was like she's your number one fan.
3: I love that. Mm -hmm. Well, tell Kirsten I say thanks.
1: I will. We will. Of
0: course, we will.
3: She doesn't
1: listen to the podcast. Otherwise, she could hear it herself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) She's stupid. her boundaries. Don't
1: don't think I haven't brought it up. (laughs) Are you
0: trying to slip things into conversation to test her?
1: No. I just am like, I know you don't listen to the podcast. She's like, busy. I don't have time. I listen (laughs) to other podcasts. I was like, I'm not interested. (laughs) She listens to every fucking episode of the Deep Dive with... I mean, come on! Come I on. get well. The deep dive is great, and also, sure, and I also, get I get it. I get it's it. It's like my friends are yeah. doing that podcast. Like, listen to us! <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on! <laughs> if you had a podcast, a- Bonnie, I guarantee you she'd be listening to it. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. I mean,
0: maybe she'll listen to this. Maybe one she'll because listen to this it episode.
1: Is, it's Bonnie. Oh, guys. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, Kirsten. Okay. Okay. Well, now you know how I feel. (laughs) Well, actually, you knew how I felt. (laughs) Bonnie, it's such a treat to talk
0: to you. I can't wait. I can't wait for the strike to be over so that everybody can see. I mean, for a lot of reasons, but so that you can do more film and TV roles so everyone can see you. But like, what's? What's the deal?
1: Are you just, you're continuing on in Kimberly Akimbo? Yeah, I was going to, I actually was curious about that. Like, I know that you have contracts when you're on Broadway. Broadway. Um, (laughs) Do you know, do you have a possible end date? Are you in it to win it? Like, what's the story?
3: So you first like sign up for a year, which is coming up in October. We've been running a while. So oh my gosh. now they um they've asked me to stay for a certain amount of time and I'm currently um negotiating. We'll yes,
1: see. get Thinking all that fucking money. This is yeah. like where this is like the one time where a Broadway actor can be like, and please pay me all the money. <laughs> Normally they're like, We don't have the t- We're almost being shuttered. Here's your five hundred dollars a week. And like, in this case, you're like, "I we won you all the Tonys." Yeah. So please, and we I would just love to have a little bit of a monetary compensation, just just a smidge, and And maybe a lighter mailbox, massages a month. Who knows, right? (laughs) You know what I mean? Bring in that masseuse. Yes, yes. We'll see what happens. (laughs) Get a bathtub up in the theater. <laughs> I mean, honestly. <laughs> um, well, Bonnie, it was such a delight to talk to you. I really so appreciated your um, openness and talking about how grief played such a part in you doing your part in the show, and um, and you're just fantastic. Thank you. You're
3: fantastic.
0: You both are. This was so lovely. It was so nice to meet you. Everybody check out Bonnie everywhere. Get to New York City to see her before her contract ends in October, hopefully. (laughs) But I'm just saying, we don't know. Just as we we were talking, we don't don't know. I'm like, I don't know, actually. (laughs) So if you want to definitely see her, make sure you get tickets now. And you can also see her block your ears, uh, Bonnie, on And Just Like That. And... um. Yeah, I can't wait to see what you do because you're so young still. You're so <laughs> you're still such a young person, and you're going to be doing this for years. And I can't, I cannot wait to see what you do. I know, me too. I'm excited. Me too. Thanks, <laughs> Bonnie Milligan. Thank you. Thank you have so a, much. Have a great All show. Right. Have a <laughs> good day. Yeah, have a great show. All
2: right,
0: <laughs> bye, friends. Bye. bye.
1: you know what song I got to (laughs) sing. Yeah. Honey love, my honey love. I do love it. I do love it. Honey love.
0: Honey love deserves a song. They do deserve a song. (laughs) They really do. Well, shapewear is kind of rough stuff for me anyway. Can be. I feel like. Can be, yes. Yeah, you know, and... This I got this, like, Honey Love shapewear, and it's so comfortable and just makes me feel so much more comfortable when I'm wearing it underneath something that I ordinarily wouldn't feel so comfortable in.
1: I love the shapewear. I also love the bra. Yeah. The bra is kind of incredible, and I feel like Honey Love is revolutionizing the game. Yeah. Because... The bras are like, they have this like supportive bonding. That's what they call it. So, it eliminates the need for underwire without sacrificing a lift, which you know some of us need. Right. Plus, the fabric is really soft and it looks great under t-shirts, great. under tank tops, under yes. dresses. And it's next level comfortable, which is legit my favorite because then you, you know it's like you don't even remember that you're wearing it. There's no yeah. there's no moment at the end of the day where you're like, oh, thank god, yeah, going <gasps> to take this off. <laughs> like it's literally like you. I'm serious. You're like, yeah. oh wait, I'm still wearing. Oh, I guess I'm still wearing this bra. Oh, okay, okay, I guess right. I gotta take it off right. now. They have that
0: that crossover bra that actually Mm -hmm. you're saying it looks good under t-shirts. It also looks good when you're just in your bra. It's like kind of hot and it has like the back smoothing so that there's no bulges back
1: there. It's 10 out of 10. We love them all. We love (laughs) them all and we want you to love them all. So listen, for a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash best 20. You can support our show and check out some amazing bras at honeylove.com forward slash best 20. Just treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market and save 20% off at honeylove.com slash best 20. Listen, you know, we have loved so much about Thrive Cosmetics Um, but one of the biggest things that I think is often overlooked or we sort of skim over is they're bigger than beauty skincare products, which are equally good. They're stars. These products are stars. The Bright Balance Hydrating Gel Cleanser. Hello. It smells so good. It smells so good. It's so gentle and it supports your skin's pH balance so perfectly, but it gets all the gunk off. Yeah. And it's just one step. And then there's the Super Serum, which is brightening with vitamins and plant extracts for healthier looking, glowy complexion. It's truly very effective. I like it yeah. a lot. I've been using it in the morning. They have the Define Gravity Eye Lifting Cream that has green tea and caffeine in it. And I love it. Deep You know what? I This is not a claim that Thrive makes about their
0: eye cream, but I have been putting it on my husband too, just to do something nice for him at the end of his long day. So when I put it on myself, I put it on him. It made his eyelashes very curly. What? Yeah, he was like, my eye, I look like a beautiful like cartoon. Like my eyelash, his eyelashes are curled all the way up. I don't know if it happens for everyone. I'm trying to figure out if my eyelashes are any curlier, but yeah, that's the only thing that he's oh, put on my his God. eyes.
1: That is amazing. <laughs> okay, that's anyway. funny because that is definitely not a <laughs> claim that they make. But listen, right. I love that he experienced that if it happens for you bless how for lucky me, I just feel like even though I've been crying a lot my skin looked like plump and well-rested right right <laughs> I oh mean I gosh. was just happy with that I was just yeah. happy with that yeah listen guys we love I love these products I really do they have yeah. a good they have a good company I don't know I don't know. And it's also
0: like just a really simple, I think sometimes companies, they put out so many products that it's a little confusing. You're not sure what you can get. This is just a really easy way to simplify or -hmm. to start a skin regimen, and Mm -hmm. you'll get real results without irritating your skin. Everything is vegan. It comes in environmentally respectful packaging that reduces Waste and for every product purchase, bigger than beauty skincare donates to help communities thrive, which is a huge reason why we love the company.
1: And also, I love the company because, like, honestly, the products are amazing.
2: <laughs> right? I'm serious.
1: Yeah. Uh, guys, simplify your routine, amplify your impact with a brand new skincare line that's bigger than beauty from Thrive Cosmetics. Get 20% off your first order at Thrive cosmetics.com slash busy that's thrive c-a-u-s-e-m-e-t i-c-s dot com slash busy for 20% off your first order again that's thrive c-a-u-s-e medics dot com slash busy for 20% off your first order um okay one thing that I didn't like, you know, I had to re- I did reschedule my interviews, which by the way, I have to say, I've worked with two brands recently. I genuinely love both of them. Yeah. And they were so great. Um, and delightful to work with and great teams to work with. The fact that there was like a live on camera interview for the baby bell thing when I'm like, no joke. Hadn't at the t- we re- had to reschedule the interviews, but like they had to be done in a certain amount of time. You know what right. I mean? Sure. So I, yeah. but like literally greasy, no makeup, like hair up, um, like outfit was non-existent. I wasn't. I don't even know if I was wearing pants. Like it was like the whole thing was like so insane. <laughs> And my publicist was, like, texting me on the side saying, like, I'm so sorry. This was a mistake. Like, um, we should have known it was on camera. We would have obviously told you there was some miscommunication between teams and whatever. I don't fucking know. It's not my job. I don't. Right. Yes. There was some miscommunication between teams. Like, it wasn't. (laughs) Definitely was not my fault. Like, I didn't miss an email. You know what I mean? It could have been. By the way, you've worked with me for long enough. It could have been my fault. I'm going to say email's not your favorite. It's not, but also like I do, that would be, then it would be Kirsten's fault because that would be like, you know, somebody, somebody missed the, missed the message. Right. But the the truth was, it was like just a, one of those things that was just like a total. And she was like, we can, we can just ask them right now really nicely to reschedule and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I don't think it's going to get any better this week. (laughs) So let's just do it. Let's just do it. I just want to talk about this cheese. (laughs) Um,
0: Well, when you think about it, like, that's, you know, that's cheese for when you are casual. And when you need cheese,
1: it's like good support cheese, you know? You know what? I do love it. I do fucking (laughs) love that cheese. I'm not going to lie. I love it. I do love it. Some Emily was like, you're in the pocket of big dairy. I was like, cool it, Emily. Well, they have
0: plant-based cheese, too, because I know yes. because I had some Baby Bell plant-based cheese at Emily's at, house.
1: That I had them send her. Yeah. So, so there yeah. we go. That's there right. There we go. There we go. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys, and I just want to want to take a second to say, and Casey, I know that you had a similar experience. Like, um, you guys, the people who listen to this podcast like the people who follow me on Instagram and not because they secretly hate me and are punishing themselves for whatever reason that I don't (laughs) understand because I don't hate follow anyone. Um, The amount of love that you guys have like poured out toward me and Casey this year, specific to our losses, but like it's... (sighs) It is really so overwhelmingly wonderful and kind. And you guys are the nicest people. Um, And I hope that someone is giving you that love. I really hope that you're getting that. And if you don't feel it from anyone currently, just know that we are giving it back to you because I truly am sending it to you every single one of you bitches out there that's like <laughs> sent me DMs. And even if I haven't, like, I've, you know, I don't, I scroll through, I, you know, yeah. I don't you look at them. all of them yeah. all the time. Um, But Casey and I are here for you. And like, we are sending you so much love. I'm just speaking for you now, but whatever. I don't care. You can, well, you can. Speak I feel for like I, I can in, like, in this yeah. instance. Yeah. Yeah. Um because it's been really overwhelming the amount of love that I have felt from people that have never met me. Yeah. Um, and never met my friend and really mourned the loss of her beautiful light in this world as along with me. And I just thank you so much for that. I just thank you. It's just meant so much to me. Um, Just wait till I write this fucking movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're probably going to do it in like three days, like Sylvester Stallone and
1: Rocky. Yeah. I want to direct it. That would be so great. It would be be so great. It would be so fun. (gasps)
2: Beautiful,
1: beautiful, beautiful Should we talk about what we're doing our best at? Hold on. I'm sorry. Before we get into this. Okay. Inquiring minds want to know the fuck is going on with the bathroom? Oh, it's... I saw Matt I saw Matt posted, like, him holding up. What is happening over there, Casey? Where are the Property Brothers? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: How I wish for the Property Brothers. Uh, no, it's it's just that the whole thing with, like, the trucking company shutting down and it
1: holding our wall panels I can't. Hostage. I literally can't. I can't even. This whole, um, the whole thing is so... Beyond bonkers. We
0: had to reorder those panels, and then there was, like, a delay with those, a shipping delay. So they just finally got here, and now it's just a matter of, like, getting the time to do things. And, like, it's hard, right? Because Matt works five days a week. He works, like, 50 hours a week. Plus, like, his commuting, whatever. And some of that hours are really early in the morning. Some are really late at night. And so he has two days a week in which to, like, live a life <laughs> of a man, you know? And so, like, he's been spending every weekend that he can sort of doing. But also, like, you know, he's been working on this fucking bathroom, like, weekend to weekend when the parts or whatever the fuck come in. And then... But like Emily Beebe wanted to have uh, a dinner the other night,
1: a celebration of tomatoes. Oh yeah, Uh, she does her yearly celebration of tomatoes.
0: Yeah, and so um, we wanted to go to that and I wasn't going to be like, Matt, you have to stay home and work on the bathroom while I go have tomatoes with Emily Beebe. So obviously he was invited and, and so he was trying to get some work done and I volunteered or... Emily suggested to make a tomato
1: cocktail to complement the tomato meal. Oh, I meal. saw the post. Listen, I'm keeping up via posting. <laughs> that is about the extent that I can do right now.
0: But so Matt was like literally physically holding up these like walls that he had glued into this little shower stall. And I was in the kitchen making tomato cocktails. And I made three because I always do
1: too much. You do but too here's much. You my, do too much. We overshoot. You and me, we have the same issue.
0: But here's my feeling. Like, Emily wanted, like, a tomato margarita, and that was quite sweet. And then she had also Mm -hmm. expressed interest. She didn't ask me to make two cocktails. She had also expressed interest in this tomato watermelon Drink that she sent me a recipe for. That sounds good. It was good. And that was like medium sweet. But then I thought about it and I was like, Emily is vegan and she probably barely ever has a Bloody Mary because the Worcestershire sauce isn't vegan. So I was like, I'm going to make that too. And then that's like a savory drink. So it was too much cocktails. But the upshot is that I was getting Matt, like, basically hammered because I kept bringing him in cocktails and, like, (laughs) literally feeding them to him because he was, like, had to hold up these wall panels. Okay, so what's left
1: to do? What's left to do?
0: What's left to do is that we have to have a plumber come back to reattach the drain Uh and then... uh We have to, like, install the glass shower door. Sure. And then just a couple of things, a couple of, like, finishing things. But the thing is, like, Matt's back on his work week, so that won't happen until the weekend. But the plumber can come. The plumber can come. The plumber, he doesn't listen to this podcast. If Kirsten doesn't listen to this podcast, our plumber, Circus, doesn't listen to the podcast. He stresses me out a little bit because he always is, like— saying that something's not a big deal and that something's done and then he leaves and then, like, it's not done and then we have to, like, call him back and then he sends, like, some other, like, a teenager or whatever, <laughs> like... And I'm, like, what? This teenager doesn't know what's happening and, like, it, there's a lot of, like, Google Translate sometimes, which I'm, like, oh, my God, I hope I'm,
1: it is, like... <sighs> it is so fucking hard to get shit done. It really is. And it's like, I'm happy for
0: any contractor that they're so busy that they have like a lot of places to go around to or whatever. But I just, it's also really hard to tell a hardworking person, like a laborer, like it's hard to just communicate with your eyes. Like It's been a couple months now that I've been sharing a bathroom with my
1: son's.
0: And I just am ready. Like, I'm ready
1: for it to be over. Honey, I think um, I speak for everyone. We're all ready.
0: we <laughs> are ready. Thank goodness Eli was gone for a good portion of that. Eli's, mm-hmm. gr- Eli's great. Um, He is very tidy. And if anything, he makes the bathroom cleaner sharing mm-hmm, it. So mm-hmm. that's Lincoln. I'm sorry to call you out. Lincoln is very much like typical, you know, mm-hmm. Like there's some there's some whiskers there's some yeah, water being yeah, shook no. off onto the onto the mirror you know stuff like that but hopefully like knock on wood it'll be operable by
1: this time next week hopefully, um, hopefully. hopefully. well we're all we all have our fingers crossed my love <laughs> oh my gosh um, okay so what are you doing
0: your best at well I was gonna say that it's like it's been just a week now. Um, I went on a girls' trip. I know. I saw it. looked great. It was so fun and so needed, and I've never done anything like that. Our, my friend Ashley Nicole Black, who we talk about all the time, uh, she just sort of spontaneously was like, let's do a girls' trip, like, and we can do it during the week. Uh, Because everybody's on strike and we'll just so we headed up to San Bernardino County and we got we rented all together like a really big group of girls uh, a house on the lake. And it was a beautiful view, and it was like the night before the full moon was it like our looked last.
2: Amazing. It was
0: so, so pretty. Yeah. And um, I was your friend jealous. Michelle Monaghan was there. I and I, her. I hope she doesn't mind us telling her business. But um, well, no, that was on Ashley's Instagram. Yeah, it was on Instagram. Everybody knows Akilah, Chelsea, Devantes, they were all there. Everyone Annie and Joe, there. everybody was there. And it was just so great. And like, you know me. I think you know that I'm like a little weird about like staying in a space yes, with other people. I do people know that. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just very like, I don't know, I'm just like uncomfortable about it. And then also like I'm not one to like get into a bathing suit or walk around in my pajamas or barefoot. I did all of those things. I know that sounds so stupid to be no, like proud of. sounds great. Of. But it was like, everybody was just so welcoming. And like legitimately from the second we got in there, there was one really nice. No, that's not true. There were two really nice bedrooms. One had a view of the lake. One had just all kinds of amenities, including like a really fantastic bathroom. Mm -hmm. And like, and then the rest were just like regular rooms, you know, and everybody getting into the house. Because when we were picking the house, I said I'd really like to take a bath in that bathtub that was in that one. Everybody was like unanimously was like, you should take that bath Also
1: karmically. Let's just talk <laughs> about karma for one second. Yes. You've been you does you were owed some good bathroom karma.
0: Yeah, that's you were. true. Yes. You were. Yes. Okay. The, yeah. The universe
1: that's really was like. Can't see you. (laughs) (laughs) And here. And here is this bathtub. Did you take a bath? Did you love it? I did
0: take a bath. It was so nice. Nice. And like, just even the women that I was just meeting for the first time, like I knew mostly everybody, but there were a couple of women that I've heard a lot about, but I was just meeting for the first time. It was like, I knew them forever. We planned so many activities and busy. We literally didn't do any of the activities that we planned. None of the manicures that we planned, none of the crafts. (laughs) None of the, like, g- taking I water skiing lessons. I love that. That's, lessons. like, my favorite thing. We just, like, ate good food and had nice drinks, and we played a lot I of games. It. And then we just talked and talked, and it was so restorative and so—I mean, I you know, I just love Ashley more than anything, and— um And also, my friends Chelsea and Akilah and Michelle is... uh, All of these women are incredible women. But it just made me... It made me want to
1: proselytize about, like, going out on, like, a girl's trip. Here's what I want to say, because I think this is, like, coming up for obviously a reason. You know, Kate and Christine and I famously, infamously went on that (laughs) trip to Europe when we were teenagers. yeah. And then in our lives, we took exactly one fucking girls' trip together. Yeah, And look, kids, life, blah, 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 blah. And I know you're in a unique position now, Casey, because you have older kids. Yeah. And I remember like even at the time when we took our girls' trip to Mexico, which by the way is still one of the best stories of all time, (laughs) which is the... It's really not you. It's you know this you know this story. Repeat How, the story. The story is that the girls, Chrissy Christine, who I sometimes call Chrissy, yeah. Chrissy and Kate, were like, "We got to do this girls' trip." Kate was living on the East Coast. Christine and I were coming from the West Coast. I was like, well aware that financially I was like in a different place than, by the way, at the time, both of them at the time. This right. was, like, pre-cricket. Birdie was, like, only, like... Birdie was very little. Yeah. And I left her with Mark for a few days, and that was stressing me out, too. Like, that whole thing was, like, very stressful right. for me. But I think she was under three. So, this is a long time ago. Yeah. Um. But, like, so, I wanted to be aware that, like, financially, we're not all in the same place. So, I was like, you girls figure it out and, like... Yes, I'm um, in. Whatever. And so Christine got, like, they picked Christine. They picked this place that was, like, one of those, like, all-inclusive joints in Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. And I was, like, a little bit, like, you know, guys, it is what it is, okay? I'm a fucking snob. And listen, do not write to me. My best friend just died, okay? Don't write to me saying you're a fucking snob. All-inclusives are the best, blah, 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 blah. Sure. <laughs> i 'm sure they are right it's not my like i it's not my idea of a vacation like when you go down to the pool and you 're like fighting for pool seats, right. and then there're just like thousands of children like smacking pool noodles <laughs> in your ear
2: <gasps>
1: and it's anyway it 's not for you it was it's not for her, not at this point, not now. <laughs> probably not ever, if I'm being honest. Uh, but anyway, so I show up, we show up and I was like, Kate was like, said to me, she's like, are you going to be okay? Your face is <laughs> like, real. you really got to put on a different face right now. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know, it's going to be great. So we get like massages included. It was, it was not great. It was not great. It was not what I, and I'm like, this is my only vacation that i'm gonna have without my child maybe ever by the way right. i think truly i work away from my kids sometimes yeah i don't but know if a i vacation that's not a vacation traveling but mark always thought I mean bless mark you're a great, you're great blah, enough i don't need to i can't qualify these things anymore you know, I'm sure. And because also, by the way, he doesn't go anywhere. Like he doesn't even go right, anywhere for right. work. So it's I'm like sure when he's-
0: Matt told me, "Why don't I get some time to myself when the kids were little and go to the grocery store?" and I was like, oh.
1: <laughs> "Excuse me." And then he was like, as soon as I said it, I knew what I said. I. I
2: but that's re- why, like, I mean,
1: maybe is that why when I had small children, I turned my grocery store runs into, like, me making music videos in the aisles. Probably. Before TikTok even existed. Literally yeah. your only time. That was my time. It was time to, <laughs> for me to just be myself. Um, okay. Anyway, but I was, like, determined. I'm like, I'm not going to be a fucking asshole. I'm determined to just, I'm just going to suck suck it up, whatever. Right. But then, and the pool noodles smacking. <laughs> I truly, I was like, my God. And then we had our, like, massages that were included were scheduled. And it was like, this is literally a scene from an Adam Sandler made for Netflix movie. (laughs) But because they take Christine in and they whisk her away to, like, the beach cabana that had just opened up and like, let's do it. She was going to do it there. And then me and Kate, they were like, so you have the couple's massage. (laughs) And we were like, okay, I guess so, whatever. And this like really nice woman takes us both back into this like bizarre couple's room. Like we're clearly people (laughs) fuck, you know, like... And the tables were like angled towards each other. It was just so like you the can whole thing. See each other. Oh, God. yeah. It was so strange. And Kate was just like honestly dying. And so <laughs> the lady explained to us like, you know, take your slave face down on the table. So then I was like, but who's my? Mas- Is she massaging both of us at the same time? Like, what's happening? Because we hadn't seen anyone else yet. And right. so, um, and so the lady leaves. Kate's like, busy. I swear to God, you are. I, I don't know how much longer. Like, you last here. Like, you're killing me. <laughs> and, we, and she was just laughing at me because I was, you know, being ridiculous. Yeah. We lay down. The lady comes back. I see her little feet shuffle past me because I know that it's her. And then I see these new little feet in front of me. <laughs> it's like this person who doesn't say anything but is sniffling and coughing. Oh, no. Like, on... The back of my head and on my back. And I was like, okay, oh god, okay. Oh god. First of all, pre-COVID, you know I'm a germaphobe. Right, right. Pre-COVID, I fly during cold and flu season with masks, like with oh my god, like surgical masks. Right. This is the kind of person I am. I wipe down yeah. seats. I'm like, yeah. always have been this person. So all of a sudden, I have a masseuse with like, literally the most calloused hands I've ever felt. <laughs> and- Coughing and dripping like snot on me.
0: Oh my God. And then
1: Kate's POV is that I literally was like, um, I forgot I have a call. I never can. I gotta. And I jumped off the table and like <laughs> ran out of the room and got and like got dressed in the little ante room or whatever and was running out. They are like, ma'am, are you okay? I'm like, I'm good. I just forgot. I have a call. I have a call. <laughs> and I ran out of the resort. <laughs> ran out of the entire place and was like, where am I going? Where am I going? And I saw, and I saw that there was a Starbucks like across the highway and I literally like ran to the Starbucks. And then I called Mark who was back in LA and I was like, I can't do this. I'm oh on Cougar God. Town at the time, yeah. by the way, guys. Like, I'm like, I can't do this. I got to get the fuck out of here. And he's like, well, there's a St. Regis. It's 40 minutes away, but they have rooms, it looks like. And I was like, book it on my fucking credit card. We're doing it. So I'm like, I'm just going to tell them I'm paying for this vacation. So I went back in. So we booked the thing. The St. Regis calls me. They're like, we can have an SUV, come pick you guys up. We'll be there. We can be there. And we actually have somebody that's like close to town right now. We can be there in 25 minutes. I'm like, great. (laughs) So I go back in. The girls were like, first of all, Christine has never been... Oh, wait, no, it was just Kate at first. So I was like, I see her. She's like, what the fuck happened? (laughs) She couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, you know, I couldn't have that lady like snotting on me. She's like, no, it was busy. It was hilarious. So I was like, so listen, Kate, I love you. and love Christine. I can't stay here. And she's like, oh, okay. And she told me later that she thought I was telling her that I was leaving them, <laughs> that you were just leaving. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, it's not you, it's me. I can't be here right now. Um, there's a St. Regis. I booked us rooms. Like a oh car is coming God. in 25 minutes. She's like, fuck yes. <laughs> And so then, and so I was like, but like I don't want because Christine did all the heavy lifting of like booking the place, whatever. And I was like, I don't want Christine to feel bad. Like I feel like such an asshole. Like I da 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 da. da." And Chris and Christine walks up and she's so relaxed. She's had the best massage of her life, and she's like, what's going on? And I was, I was getting so nervous and I was so scared I was going to hurt her feelings. And I told her, and she's like, yeah, let's get the fuck out of (laughs) here. We ran upstairs and like busted in the room that the lady was cleaning. And we like threw all of our shit into our bags, ran. The lady must have thought we, I don't even know what she thought. We ran thought out of there. Running from the law. Truly. That's what it looked like. <laughs> we ran out of there. The SUV pulls up. We get in, fly away. 40 minutes later, we're at the St. Regis for like literally the greatest four days of our lives. Oh, my Um, gosh. There's this picture that Kate and I had never seen that in June when Christine was out here and I had come back so that the three of us could, like, all hang out together. Yeah. um, We were, like, looking through all kinds of stuff and looking up our ex-boyfriends on Facebook and laughing (laughs) hysterically um, and looking at people from high school. Christine showed us this picture, and I was like, How have we never seen this? Kate had never seen it and I had never seen it. I guess it had been on Christine's technology was wily in those years. Right, right. Like 2010. Yeah, it was
0: compartmentalized. Like I don't know where stuff on an old phone or. Yeah,
1: it's like exactly. But it is this picture of the three of us that I now remember taking shortly after we arrived to the resort (laughs) and we are just arms up in the air. Totally elated on this, like, gorgeous (laughs) beach, just being gorgeous, you know, 31-year-old moms (laughs) on a fancy fucking vacation. Oh, my God. Thank you, Cougar Town. (laughs) Um, That (laughs) is hilarious. And, yeah, like, it was... The greatest. Wait, I don't remember why I told this story. Because I was saying, like, you should take
0: the girls' trip. You should take the girls' trip.
1: I never had, like, a group of girls like that, you know? just like, I was saying to—Christine and I had just had this conversation that every year after that—that was probably 2010. Yeah. Every year, we were like, when are we going to go to Paris? For when are we going to go to Mexico? When are we going to go— Wherever And, like, look, we've made space and time for one another. Like, we were all in South Carolina a couple years ago when it yeah. was Mark's 50th birthday. Like, we've tried. But yeah. I wish, I wish, I so fucking wish that we had done it more. So yeah. I love that you, like, had that and are now have that feeling cuz i want you to i want you guys to keep doing it for real yes. for real
0: yeah it just you know it if ashley had never suggested it and and she organized everything if she had never suggested it i well, you need a cruise director of it. yeah <laughs> exactly exactly but i just encourage everyone like if you have girls make a girls trip if you don't have girls get some girls And then go on a girl's trip. It's like, it's the kind of thing that I think I would have felt a little weird about. And I was like, weirdly proud of myself that, you know, that I did it. And you know, can I be honest with you? What?
1: When I saw that post, I'm not, this is no joke. I was proud of you. Aw. I almost texted you and then I was like, that's gonna be so weird and condescending. And she's gonna be like, dude, what's wrong with you? (laughs) <laughs> no, I never would think that. But I, um, no, but I really felt
2: that. But you I know, was like you know, I know for me
0: like that's that's a thing where I'd be like, "Oh, I don't know and like I don't belong there and I'll be weird and whatever and like everybody was weird." So <laughs> you know, um it was it was just really great. And I was actually kind of inspired by my mother-in-law because she is a very She's lovely. She's amazing. But she's an anxious person, too, and, like, can be kind of shy. And she went on a girls' trip this year with her neighbors, a really extensive one. And so I was like, if Karen can do it, Casey can do it.
1: So you know so, what's interesting? My parents are going soon to Chicago for my mother's yearly girls' trip with her fucking friends from high school. I love that. I love they, that they do They that. do it, like, almost every single year. That's so great. That's I know. so great. It's so well, nice. Anyway, all I'm saying is that Christine and I had that epiphany. It is, I there are so many extenuating circumstances. And yeah. I do feel like we all have done the best we could in the last decade plus. You yeah. know, this these are the tough fucking years. These yeah. this is these like. I'm like 29 to 39 is fucking intense. Right. And this is
0: like maybe the time where you could just start thinking about having the freedom to do it.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. 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 That's what it feels like. I mean, especially. Yeah. So, although fucking Liz Kakowski, I got to tell you, that bitch is on a girl's trip. Like every other weekend. I'm like, what? Is she how are good you with a- her? She's, honey, she knows in my next life, I want to just take all my lessons from her. She knows how to live life. Yeah. She's like, oh, we just, I went, you know, I just had to go. And she has like <laughs> different girls that she goes yeah. with.
0: Oh, my God. Isn't that amazing when you just meet someone and you're like, that's your impression of them that they know how to live life? Like, it's, it's very. It is impressive. It is impressive. And I think those are the people that get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we're only here for so long. Live what laugh, are you going to do with your time? Yeah. Live you just got to live love. laugh. Exactly.
1: exactly. That's what i exactly. You just got to live laugh. Love. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds dumb,
0: but Guys, yeah.
1: They put it on a piece of reclaimed plywood <laughs> for, for a reason for fashioned a to reason. look like reclaimed driftwood. Oh, my God. For a reason. Live, laugh, love. It is the truth. It is the truth. And sometimes the truth is so basic.
0: (laughs) And it's just like something you should do every day. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, that's why I guess we hang it in our kitchen on the reclaimed plywood. Because, but listen, I, I mean... No shade. There's a lot of basic things that I forget to do every day, you know, or like they, I have an epiphany about something like, oh, I, I'm in a better mood if I don't stay up all night watching crime right. shows, you know, and then like I I realize that on a Monday and then I forget it by Wednesday. So maybe I need a live, laugh, love sign and I need a, a don't watch crime shows all night sign in my bedroom. Do not. No. Who knows?
1: Who knows? We could get well, I could get that on a pennant for you. <laughs> pendant, Pennant? Yes. Pennant? Pendant? Yeah, pennant. <laughs> I uh, like that. What
0: are you doing your best at? I mean, I know like that it's relative, right?
1: Yeah. Listen. <clears throat> this month has been the month of August. What a scene she was.
0: Right. You want to reserve it.
1: She, it's like you deserve a do
0: over, but who even wants to do it over? No, you know, no. The month of August has been
1: a real, a real one for me. Um, you got here today. I was gonna. That's really interesting because what I was gonna say is that I really think I did my best. <clears throat> At showing up. And I think... That... Continues. Because even when I was in Sweden and I knew what was going on back here with my friend. And I was checking in daily. Like, I knew that she was surrounded by love. I knew Chrissy was with her. And I was able to like enjoy moments of our trip in Sweden and really like Bertie and I had some really great moments together and moving. And, and I was really, I felt really present in spite of what was happening and what I knew was happening. Like I, I did, I felt very present in the, in the whole experience of the school stuff with Bertie. And there's nothing like going to a Swedish Ikea (laughs) <laughs> in Sweden. Is
0: it is it very different than what we it have is, here?
1: It is, when I tell you, exactly the fucking same. <laughs> like, so much so, like, everyone speaks English. Like, it is <gasps> so exactly the same experience. Wow. Truly. I mean, I haven't been to an Ikea here in a long time. I used to love going to the one in Burbank. Los Angeles. Yeah. Burbank. Do they have live plants at that one? At that IKEA now? Yeah, I
0: think so. Yeah. Okay.
1: They used to not, I don't think, in Burbank, yeah. but they definitely have a ton. There's a huge gardening sections or yeah. like plant sections. So um, but I think just yeah, I've been trying to focus on showing up. And also like I think that a little bit means like for myself as well. And um, and I think that you said a thing earlier that I think is so important, like giving yourself grace and i do think i've been doing that i do actually for the first time like um and i think i've been making choices that at times like maybe weren't the easiest but were the best ones for me in that in that moment like regardless of whether it's like a last like i you know, I like canceled on a couple think commitments I had because I was like, yeah. I'm just not in a place where I can do that right now, right, but I'm yeah. tomorrow night I'm going out to the Bet-Shiva, betsheva Sheva presentation, like oh, nice. fashion show, yeah, playing with Jen, and then I'm going to a cookbook party, you know, like for a launch of a cookbook. Um, oh, for Danny Pelosi, right? Not no. Not oh, Danny no. Pelosi's. I'll, i have oh. that later.
2: Okay. No,
1: this is for Jake Cohen. Oh,
2: no, know, he nice. has that
1: book, Jewish. Do you oh, know that okay. cookbook? It's so good. Everybody has a cookbook coming out. Well, he has that one, and now he has a new one.
0: If you want to see a beautiful Bathsheba dress, um, I think our friend Otzko wore one to Beyonce, so check on her Instagram. Oh, I saw it's it. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very yeah. beautiful silver dress.
1: Remember, I have that in purple. I wore it on Busy Tonight. Yes. Um, yeah. Jake Cohen's first cookbook was called Jew-ish. Nice. A cookbook reinvented recipes from a modern mensch. Oh,
0: I love it. Um, oh, and he's got I... a
1: new book coming out. I don't know what... He, what, <sighs> is it? I, he has a new one coming out. Whatever. Well, That's the one I'm, going. I'm go going to. I'm going to a party. Whatever. There's a party for that.
0: I also wanted to shout out, I'm going on Chelsea Devantez's podcast. Uh, I'm recording it later this week. And it's formerly called uh, Celebrity Book Club, but now it's called Glamorous Trash, the podcast. But I read an advanced copy of Maria Bamford's new memoir, oh God, is Comedian it so good? Maria
1: Bamford. And it's so good. So, she so about much the time so I was that- like so horrible and weird to her in that car that one time. What? No, she didn't talk about that. What did you do to Maria Bamford? It was just so awkward because I think she's such a huge, like, I'm, like, such a huge talent and I essentially did the equivalent of, like, what people do to me all the time, which is, like, I was, like, trying to ask her what happened to the show, but instead I just was, like, what's going Like, why aren't you, like, what's happening? Like, I literally was, oh, like... yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. My compliment so turned into the worst moment of <laughs> my life like a a I will never of, forgive myself
0: for it. i'm not <laughs> i'm not kidding
1: it was she terrible. didn't
0: specifically mention that, but she did talk a lot about what was going on with her during the um making of that show, and it's really interesting also she has o c d um very, you know, she's, she's very, very honest about her OCD journey, uh, which really, it was interesting to me because, you know, whenever you go through these things, you think you're the only person in the world totally. that has like this thing, um, or that has it like you have it. And so it's always interesting when someone is like, oh, here's what I was going through. And you're like, oh my gosh, I recognize that. I recognize that. If it makes you feel any better about the weirdness, um, I emailed her. I don't know her at all, and I emailed her just to say like how great I thought the book was, and like how incredible and and honest she was, mm-hmm. and yeah, how much I nice identified what you did. with. That's so okay. So what you did was nice. <laughs> I mean, it's what, a little weird to be like, no, I gotta get no, in touch with not, Maria Bamford, but okay. who knows? She she yeah. will maybe never read the email, but um, but it's a really good book. I encourage everyone to check it out uh, when it comes out, especially if you're, you know. Struggling with any type of mental illness or I, I think even neurodivergent people would see themselves in a in a lot of what she talks about. It's called um yeah, sure I'll join your cult. Wait, let me let me say what it's uh I want to say the right
1: title. Let's get it right for the people at home. <laughs> Lord knows they don't know how to Google. <gasps> Casey, Jesus. Well, here's what I hear about this all
0: the time is that people are always like, it's, okay, Maria Bamford's book is called Sure, I'll Join Your Cult. And uh, I believe it's coming out soon. Um, but here's what people always say. I always want to say the right name because people will then just message me and be like, sorry, I was driving when you said the name of that book. And can you tell me what it is? And I'm like, no. And then you Google Maria Bamford new book. <laughs> but I just feel like if we at least say the right title, yeah, maybe yeah, it'll yeah, stick in thing. someone's mind. And they f- won't feel like they have to message me on Instagram to ask me to Google it for them. Because clearly I can't remember shit either. Yeah, but, you just Googled um, it yourself.
1: I mean,
0: <laughs> here's what... Yes. Well. No, I was I was just going to say that I'm I'm just proud of you. I'm proud of you for, like... To say you've gotten a lot done since we last did, like, a one-on-one podcast is a weird way to say it. But, like, there have been a lot of big life jobs that you have been through. In, I've done in, so many life jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And and really big ones. And, um, you know, I always struggle with, like, because we do this podcast together, but we're also friends, but we do other you know, we try to do other businessy things together. I always worry that, like, I want to strike a balance between, like, I want to be there for you as a friend, but also give you space where you're not thinking about me and you can think about what you want to think about. Just because I think, like, you know, if I reach out to you, even if it's not about the podcast or something else. Other that stuff. It, like, yeah just puts that in your mind, like, oh, we have to talk about this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I was just like, you know, there's a, I, we talked over the past month sometimes, but there were also times when I was just like, I just want her to have like space and feel relaxed and feel like she doesn't have to like respond to anyone or whatever, you know, um, and I know that's, like, partly my deal or whatever, but I was following very closely because I just wanted to make sure you were okay. I felt yeah. like I was, like, walking behind you on a bike,
1: you know? I, yes. Like, the lady that followed me when I ran away from home when I was two years old. <laughs> you know that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The yes. lady behind me with a bike. Yeah. I just, um, you know— I know. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's been, it's been, it's been, it's been, yeah, it's been, it'll, it'll continue, it'll continue to, to be, be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with any luck.
0: <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But everybody loves you so much. And, really you know, nice. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I'm glad to, I'm glad to be back. And next week, we'll remember to press the buttons.
1: Listen, I'm shocked that everything was plugged in. (laughs) I truly, (gasps) actually impressed. Oh, my gosh. But yes, we will press the buttons
0: next week. All right. Well, Well, I love you. I love you, too. And we'll talk to all of you very soon. And have a great week. And we'll see you around.
1: Yeah. Talk to you soon. Love you. Bye. Oh, no.